Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. Yes, indeedy, coming up today, more Rona news. It's the Cowboys, this time it punches the coaching staff pretty damn hard. So we're going to talk about how the Cowboys plan to adjust in their coaching staff. And um, just like the Cowboys news this year. It's been a yo-yo. Up, down. Up, down. You get the Rona news and you get good news from a player returning and then you get bad news because there's another player that won't be here for the next two weeks. Damn. It's the life of a Cowboys fan. Life of a Cowboys fan. Then later on we'll talk about some quick storylines heading into that Saints game. Or actually from New Orleans really. There's some some Interesting news coming out of the Saints situation that uh, will affect Thursday's game. So stick around for that. Shouldn't be a terribly long show uh, today because we're going to get into the first look tomorrow with the Koye uh, in regards to the Saints. So we'll save that for tomorrow because I do think I'll be on Thursday morning uh, since there, it's a night game. So we'll still have two more days of shows to go. So tomorrow we'll do the the uh, the New Orleans Saints look in with the Koye, and then Thursday we'll wrap everything up and get ready for the game. Today will be mostly about getting you guys updated on the Cowboys news, talking about it, and as always, if y'all want to call in, man, 351-999-3787 to talk about, I mean, <laughs> you, mean you can't, you, you just can't make this stuff up with the Dallas Cowboys, man. Really, sports in general. Yesterday was kind of wild um, in the sports world, and I kind of want to talk about that before I get into every single thing. With that said, man, shout out to some people in the chat already. Tamara, Darian, Stevie Mac, The Mod God, Adrian, Tom Downey, Burner Account, always up in here. Uh, don't know Phil Pill. We'll talk about it, though. Uh, Jacob, Stephen White, AJ Torres, James Simmons, Iceberg Q. What's up, man? Special K, what's going on, bro? Chase, Alpha, Mason, Jason, Fresh Fade in the building. Uh, who else? We got TC915, Marcelo, CT Madden here coming through this morning. Uh, Anthony Moore, CJ Richards over on Facebook. I like this one. CJ said, good morning, Cowboys Nation. Let's try to stay positive. Not COVID-19 positive, but positive. I like that one. <laughs> uh, Frankie Franchise, what's up, man? Jonathan Scruggs, Tim Garcia over on Facebook. Who else? We got Amanda Brown, Mark Canella, Stevie Mack, like I said, the my God, and the many more coming through. You know how we do. If you miss it, man, run it back. Run it back. And Jesse Falls just came through. Stephen White, TC915, said the Rona or the vid is kicking our ass. It is. And Austin, who is uh, one of the CEOs of A to Z Sports, but over in Nashville, 
he had he had said something of the sorts that maybe it's an A to Z curse because A to Z Dallas and A to Z Nashville, we both cover the Titans, we both cover the Cowboys, and the the Titans and the Cowboys have the most vid cases in the NFL. So my bad, y'all, my bad. No, but seriously, man, the Cowboys got to figure this thing out. I listened to Mike McCarthy's interview on 105.3 The Fan, and he talked about how he's back in the bubble, staying at the hotel room. So I'm hoping that at some point they all go back to what they did last year. Hopefully at some point. Uh, But before we get into the roundup, did y'all watch that Seattle game last night? Did y'all watch that Washington-Washington game last night? Uh, Russ is looking a little bit suspect, huh, since his return. A little bit suspect, huh? Uh, they are bad, man. Three and eight team. And I saw my guy Dalton came out, retweeted something from good morning football from Peter Schrager. And I like Peter Schrager, by the way. I, I think he does great work, but this dude said, I wouldn't want to play the Washington Washington's right now. Huh? Sir, they scored 17 points against a terrible Seattle team that almost beat them on the road. With a god awful defense and offense, for that matter, uh, that was a onside kick away, which they recovered from beating beating them in regulation. So, uh, listen, man, respect all opponents, but I swear, if the Cowboys cannot handle the Washington Washingtons, I don't care if it's away or at home, they don't really deserve to be representing the East or 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 being put in that that uh, conversation of representing the NFC if they can't handle Washington and Tyler Heineke. I don't care how much swagger he has. Yeah? I don't care. Uh, they, they don't have Chase Young, Montez Sweat. I mean, the Cowboys, by the time they play Washington, which could which is going to be, I think, next week, they could have Neville Gallimore back. We'll talk about Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, uh, Cooper. Lam- I mean, what are we talking about here, Peter? Come on, Shrakes. Come on, man. This team is not that good. That team is not that good, in my opinion. Uh, it's a rivalry game. It'll be tough, but whatever, man. Whatever. I did find out about a new rule on the onside kick, the NFL being the NFL. You can't line up outside the hash mark or on the hash mark on an onside kick when you're the inside man. Uh, that nullified the onside kick recovered by the Seattle Seahawks. One, it was a half a yard, but 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 I digress. You know, it's a rule. I know Bones Fossil would probably come on here and say rules a rule when it comes to special teams. Uh, but weird game, man. Weird game. Russ is looking weird. I never thought Seattle would be this bad. I didn't think they were going to be good this year, but they're looking like a top five pick team, and they're not going to get their pick. By the way, huh? Did y'all see that? Did, did y'all see the top ten picks and take a thon right now? If the season were to end. The Giants, the Jets, and the Eagles would be picking consecutively back-to-back. The Jets, I believe, 3-4. The Giants, 5-6. And then the Eagles, 7-8. That's some stuff you don't see in a normal world. You see it on Madden because I've done it before. You know, I've traded aging players. And, you know, let me get some a couple top 10 picks so I can get this, you know, player that I know is going to be rated high. But you don't see it in real life. Real strange, man. Chef Mac, man. What's up, Chef Mac? He says, uh, thank you for the donation. He says, man, I can't wait until we play Washington. I can't either, man. You know, Cowboys are going through a rough one here, but 
I have full confidence that they'll get out of this rut, especially looking at who is on the schedule. Um, we'll know. I, I personally believe the Cowboys are going to go on a run here at the end of the year, but we'll really know how serious they are in regards to a deep run in the playoffs when the playoffs come. I don't. I, I mean, besides the Cardinals, I don't know that you're going to get a a, a real measure of what Dallas can do in the postseason until they get there. If y'all feel me. Uh, also, in in the sports world, I'm not. Listen, I'm not a college football nut. Right, like in regards to players, I get into the lab after the season. Um, in regards to games, I catch them, you know. But I'm not a college football nut. I'm an NFL nut. I watch way more NFL games and college games, but I do watch college games when I can. Uh, but I, I, you know, I follow the sport, and I saw yesterday a ton of stuff going down uh, in regards to coaching news. Lincoln Riley to USC, and, and Brian Kelly to LSU, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be more things that um, that shape up here. As the the next couple of days, you know, get going, but that those are major moves, and, and don't be surprised if Kellen Moore's name pops up to one of these spots, right? You know, Kellen Moore is a hot commodity, although he hasn't really been hot here amongst us in Cowboys Nation the last month. But I'm pretty sure he's a hot commodity within uh, the college football atmosphere. So, you know, listen, you know, just kind of keep your antennas up if Kellen Moore heads on over to college football. Seriously. Uh, Angel Avila says, is this a must win? Absolutely. Absolutely. If the Cowboys, and again, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of what happened because in the storylines and everything, the league is so crazy. It's a week-to-week league. Yesterday's price is not today's price, right? Yesterday's team in Dallas literally won't be the same team on Thursday. Same thing for the Saints. Uh, the Saints will be getting players back, things like that. Dallas won't have certain players and certain coaches. Uh, so it's, I'm going to tell you this, on Thursday when we do our prediction, it, it's going to be an unprecedented prediction for me because this is just a weird, wacky week, and it would not shock me if it's a weird, wacky game. I don't care that they lost 31-6 to last week. I don't care that Taysom Hill might be the cue. It don't matter, man. The NFL is a strange lady. It's a strange lady. Yeah, hey, Boogie, you must didn't pay attention to the top of this one here, brother. Uh, he said, if you think Washington won't give us a fight, you have been watching the Cowboys play recently. Yeah, that's that's not what that's no one is arguing. Just like I said, it's a it's a it's a division rival game. It's going to be a tough game. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, if you can't beat them, you don't deserve to be talked about playing in the NFC championship or representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. If you can't beat Tyler Heineke and a Washington team whose pass defense is really trash and who doesn't have two of their best pass rushers, there's a problem. That's a problem. I don't care how the Cowboys are playing right now. The Dallas Cowboys are better than the Washington Washingtons. I don't care how sour you are on the Dallas Cowboys. You can't possibly look at that team and look at this team and say, oh, yeah, they're better. That's the point. You're a better team. Get it done. I don't care if it's by one point. You should beat them. With that said, let's head on into the roundup because there's some news in there too, man. It's ridiculous all this COVID and crap happening with the Cowboys, man. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time 
for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. And today is the last day for the Black Friday savings event going on at Texas Family Fitness, where you can get started for zero dollar dollars down for enrollment. So don't wait until the new year to get started on your fitness routine. Start accomplishing your fitness goals today at the best gym in the DFW area. So visit any of the nine locations or head on over to TexasFamilyFitness.com. So as you know, the biggest news that came out of yesterday, and there was a lot of news that came out yesterday, is Mike McCarthy, uh, who is, is headed to the COVID list and will be out Thursday. That news broke on the show yesterday morning. Uh, we kind of talked about possible replacements, and it came down a few hours later that it will be Dan Quinn who expected to take over game day duties. Uh, he addressed the team yesterday, and I will ask you guys about Dan Quinn if that was the right decision here at the top of the show. I think for one game, we'll be fine, and, and I'll get into why I, I'm okay with the decision. But I feel like this is more of a concerning issue long-term or moving forward, long-term in the season-wise, because now you're going to be without multiple coaches for now what is multiple games, Joe Philbin, right? And, and, and assistant coaches and strength and conditioning coaches. This doesn't seem to be going away. So I'm more concerned long-term in season than I am in the short term. Just saying. And I got some words about this one here. But uh, Tristan Hill, I'll just give you all the, just the, the, the skinny that you already know. Tristan Hill has been suspended two games for his involvement in an altercation after the Raiders game, which is solely his involvement. He walked up to Jacobs and, and uh, punched him in the face after they exchanged words. And initially, we heard from sources inside the NFL that he would not be suspended. Well, four days later. They bring down the band hammer, and he's been suspended. Not one game. Two games he's been suspended. So, you know, we'll talk about my feelings on that, which I'm not condoning what he did, but we'll talk about that. And then the good news, which I'm this is what I mean by yo-yo. The Cowboys just have this yo-yo thing going on about them when it comes to this news. You get all this bad news, and you can get some good news. Neville Gallimore was designated to return yesterday which means his 21-day window to be activated now starts. He won't play this week, unfortunately. Kind of need him with Tristan Hill being out. But I personally think he'll be back next week for the Washington-Washington game. So that is good news. You're going to be in. Randy Gregory possibly will be back as well. So you'll, you'll start to get healthier again on the defense side of the ball where I think the defense does need to get some of these bodies back because we're hitting that wall, right? We're hitting that wall. It seems like Dan Quinn kind of was hitting that wall where he was like, man, listen, you know, <laughs> I, I, I threw everything I could throw at him. You know, I, I, hey, I, I got LVE lining up rushing the passer. I, I was looking at the tape yesterday and I'm like, why is, why is LVE on the edge rushing the passer? Why is Micah continuing to be inside on third? I feel like Dan is kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. You know I mean, I don't know what else to do up front. I, I got all these guys out. I, I, I did everything I can do. It's up to the players. Um, and he's, he's trying his damnedest 
and it just did not work on Thursday. Um, but so getting these guys back, I think, is going to be massive. Even though you're losing Tristan Hill, which I want to talk about that first. We want to talk about this Dan Quinn. Let's do Dan Quinn first. Let's do Dan Quinn first. Uh, question is, is, is Quinn the right call for Thursday, Cowboys Nation? Is Dan Quinn the right call for Thursday? I think it is, and I'll, I'll give you my reasonings, but I kind of want to see what you guys have to say before I do that. Let me hop back in the chat as you guys are answering here. Tom Downey's burner account says, can't get out of our own way, Scott. No, we cannot. We cannot. CJ says he thinks the best candidate for one game is Quinn or more. I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's more, CJ. I don't think it's more. Stevie Max says, with George Edwards and Joe Witt on the team, I'm cool, I'm cool with Witt called a good game in preseason. Well, we'll talk about that, Stevie, because I, I thought that's what was going to happen. But but I'm reading what Jory uh, wrote yesterday. Doesn't seem like he's passing those duties off. Adrian says wrong move. Needed Kellen to get. <laughs> you needed Kellen to Garrett McCarthy. No, I don't. I'm still not. And this is before Kellen kind of went on his slump in the last month. If you guys been following me, I've never really been in the camp of Kellen Moore being our head coach. I'm not saying you got to be a rah-rah guy. I just feel like as a head coach, I got to believe you, right? Like I, I, I got to want to play for you. I kind of, I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't know if Kellen Moore can get in front of me and, and inspire me as a man and as a, a player to go run through a wall. That makes sense. And I'm not saying that to be rah-rah. I mean, I've heard McCarthy's speeches. He's not screaming and yelling, but he's, he's confident in what he's saying because he's been there before, right? He's been a successful coach in this league. He's won a Super Bowl. He has the experience, so he can talk. He can talk that shit. But Kellen Moore, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not ready yet, man. Kellen, Kellen guy, he's still really, really green. Um, okay, Tom Downey says yes for this game. B and Z says yes. Uh, special K said that was horrible. LV had no moves. Yeah, I, I don't know what. I feel like Dan is running out of options at this point, brother. He's throwing LVE to rush the passer. Alex says, of course, it's the right call. Kai, yes, yes. Hence why we should have traded for depth. Well, you know, we talk all the time, Steve. You know how I feel. Uh, people are, are saying this is a good call. Here's why I think it's it's the right call. He's the one coach on the team that has the most experience as a head coach doing head coach things on game day. Right? Like, I don't think you want Kellen Moore, who's trying to figure this thing out the last month of the season, having to worry about the clock, having to worry about when to go forward, having to worry about when to call timeout, uh, worrying about substitutions and all the things going on in his air and around. Because you got to be everywhere. You know, Jerry dubbed it the walk around head coach type thing. And that sounds like, oh, you don't do nothing but walk around, but there's a lot going on down there on that line, on that uh, field. Speaking of which, Dan Quinn will not be in the booth, so he'll be down on the sideline for the first time this year, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I do know in preseason, I think it was Randy Gregory was like, man, I wish Dan Quinn was on the sideline because I love his energy, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see how that works out. But I'm good with with this being the move with Dan Quinn being the guy. He's been head coach for five years in this league, went to the Super Bowl, been played in some big games. So he, he knows, he understands, and, and, He's played New Orleans every year for like the last five years. So he, he knows the surroundings. He, he, he's familiar with the team, with that coach. Um, so I'm good with it. I like the move. I, I, I don't know that you wanted to throw a Joe Witt Jr. 
and his first opportunity on short prep, by the way, two days, roughly two, three days, roughly to prep to be a head coach. I don't know if you wanted to do that. I don't know if you wanted to throw a Kellen Moore who's never done it before. Uh, and there's no Joe Philbin. And you're not going to put the the assistant head coach wasn't really a coach. He's kind of your relationship guy, right? Wayne says, yes, he was the most recent experience as a head coach with clock management, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with Quinn. Here's what's funny. What if Quinn, because you know, you know Dallas, right? Y'all know how, you know how we do. What if Quinn caused, not caused, but the clock management thing has come up and he, he's perfect in it. What if you know, the, the guys come out and they're just playing great and we just stomp the Saints, which if Taysom Hill was a quarterback. But we just stomp the Saints. The energy is crazy. It's just It just looks different, right? Is there going to be a coaching controversy? <laughs> I know for a fact, if all these things happen, Cowboys Nation is going to be like, oh, maybe Dan Quinn should be the head coach. I already know, man. That's just how we do. Super chat. Uh, Tom Donnie Burn account. Thank you for the donation. He says, let Jerry coach. He always wants the credit anyway. Talk about ratings, right? Y'all remember now. Y'all might think I'm young. I am young, but I do vividly remember this. But for those that that also, do y'all remember Jerry coming down and being on the sidelines and clap? This like claps. He claps up, clapping and whatnot. That had to be weird for coaches, man. Like, get off my sideline. What are we, what are we doing, Jerry? You want to be down and put a headset on? Then? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that would be uh, that would be something. Marcelo says Moore has no leadership skills. I mean. That's kind of basically what I'm saying, Marcelo, without saying it, because I don't know what's going on in those meeting rooms and things like that. But maybe it's unfair. I'm unfairly judging him, but I'm just keeping it a bean. I'm kind of judging the book by its cover. I'm, I'm looking and, 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 you know, I'm watching on the sidelines and things like that. And I'm just like, ah. Kellen Moore, head coach in the NFL. These ain't 18, 19, 20 year old kids. I just can't see it just yet. Just yet. Is he going to get some looks next year? I'm pretty sure he will. I'm pretty sure he will. Marcelo said, ain't got a weak QB yet. We'll talk about that later. Uh, James said, fans who feed into that are distracted individuals. But James, you know that would be the case. You know. Mark my words, James. Screenshot me. Screen record me. If the Cowboys under Dan Quinn on Thursday have this great game. 100% you were you will see headlines, you will see articles, you will see fans calling for Dan Quinn to be the next head coach. I'm just just preparing you for it. I'm just saying. I'm just preparing you for it. Uh refs will be scared as hell trying to deal with Quinn if they mess up like last week. Why why you say that, Stevie? Is Quinn more um boisterous when it comes to the refs? Imagine Kellen Moore trying to step to D-Law about his pass rush. Ain't happening, brother. Ain't happening. So, nonetheless, I think we're all in agreement here that Dan Quinn is that dude. For Thursday is what I'm getting at. I like the decision. I like the decision a lot. So, my bear with me, Cowboy Season, because I'm about to go down kind of a bit of a fandom situation here with this next 
this next topic. And by the way, if y'all want to chime in on this, be I will let y'all get get y'all the fandom part of it out. Your systems in regards to this league office and things like that. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. So yesterday, you know, Tristan Hill gets suspended for two games. And, you know, I had had a very good debate on Twitter with someone who was like, you know, everyone is upset at the league. They should be upset at Tristan. Well, if you recall, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, when that happened on Thursday, we all were like, what are you doing? Like me and Jesse are texting. What is wrong with Tristan Hill? Why would that was stupid? Why would you punch him? Yada, yada, yada. That night, next day, uh, who was it? Ian Rappaport came out. League sort league is telling me Ian Rappaport, he will not be suspended. Four days later, it comes out he's suspended for multiple games, and we're all in an uproar, and, and rightfully so. Yes, I am upset with Tristan Hill because that was stupid, and you were playing well, and we needed you. And if you go look at uh, Tristan's game on on Thursday, he had a really good game. He put back-to-back good performances on tape. So it was real frustrating that he made that move with the possibility, he did that punch with the possibility of being suspended. But when it came down that he wasn't, I'm like, okay, let's put this behind us. He'll get fined and we'll move forward. I mean, we've seen it before, right? We've seen it before. And then you kind of had to remind yourself, Ah, you know what? This is the Dallas Cowboys. And anytime the league office gets a chance, there's a high probability that they'll come down differently than they do for every other league, every other team. For example, the one we all talked about yesterday, Kadarius Tony hauls a, a sucker punch to Demonte KZ in game, and all he gets is a $12,000 fine. No suspension, no nothing. Aaron Donald reaches down into his, well, well is the big show. My man thinks he's the Undertaker or Kane or the big show or something. He choke slams Lucas Patrick right in front of a referee, by the way. <laughs> right in front of a referee. Not only is he not fine, not only is he not suspended, the Big Show didn't even get a flag. I mean, Aaron Donald didn't even get a flag. So I show these things, and these are just two examples. Because as a fan, and I told you, let me get in my fan bag. Bear with me, man. But as a fan, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I- I'm sick and tired of the league not being consistent consistent with their punishments when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Should he have been punished? Absolutely. But when you go look around the league and these things are happening, right? And getting fights and all this stuff and their punishments are not suspensions. I expected initially until I had to think, Oh shoot, wait a minute. This is the Cowboys. That is a league office. Oh, well, I mean, these dudes are punching and fighting and there's just fines that's going to be handed out because that's what, that is what is happening across the league so it's just frustrating Cowboys Nation and I wanted to 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 get my frustration out so I appreciate you guys allowing me to do that and you're right Tim absolutely dumb and I don't want that to get lost in this situation there what Tristan Hill did 
was stupid, especially after a damn good game. Aside from Micah Parsons, Tristan Hill was our best defensive player on, on Thursday. Then he wanted to turn into Rocky after the game. And now we are where we are. So, not condoning. Not condoning what he did. Just frustrated with the inconsistencies. Right? With with, with the front office. And then come to find out, guess who handed down the punishment? John Runyon. I don't know how many young fans we have in here, but I have, we have a lot of fans that are older than me or my age, a little bit older. So y'all know who John Runyon is, former offensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. I used to hate playing John Runyon. I think it was Trey Thomas, just two stalwarts at tackle against the Eagles, man. That's when they had the Jim Johnson days, Brian Dawkins, and just really, really good teams. Uh, but John Runyon, former Eagle. And then if, if I'm not mistaken, Troy Vincent, former Eagle, is also high ranking in the league office. So, and then you got the whole Roger Goodell thing, right? Oh, by the way, John Mara sits on the competition committee and helps change rules and things like that. It, it, you know, it just, we might, have, Jerry might have to really start treating this thing like the mob, man. Might have to start treating it like the mob. Cause y'all, I say this all the time to you guys every year about, you know, when people call them Bella cheat, and Tom Brady did this and did that. I say, I don't care. Because you know why? As Cowboys fans, if you won seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls with the Patriots have in the last 20 years, you wouldn't give a damn how it happened. I'm, I promise you that. I promise you. So, Jerry, do what you got to do at this point, man. Do what you got to do. Uh, Special K says, I agree, but Hill knows better. All Dallas players have a target on their back. Yep, and I'm never going to argue that. I'm not going to argue with you guys in regards to that. He 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 knows better. He deserves to be punished. He deserves to be punished. Really not even upset with the suspension. I mean, I think two games is a bit excessive, though. That is excessive. My man is my man is going to get what? So he gets a twelve thousand dollar fine from Tony. Tristan Hill is going to lose over one hundred thousand dollars. same really really interesting you know stuff that happens in this league office so now that Trishan Hill is out for the next two games we're looking at still no Neville Gallimore but we're looking at Osa going back into that predominantly starting role where he's kind of hit that wall right like Osa Odigizua hasn't been the same since about week five and I think what happened, and, and, and you know, listen to me here, Scout Cowboys. Just let me know if I'm if I'm wrong in this assessment. I think what happened here is we looked at Micah Parsons, who I'm gonna get to in our our uh, stock up, and we kind of forgot that Micah is not normal. He talked about that rookie wall, climbing over that rookie wall, seeing what's on the other side, and uh, just playing great ball. And so was Osa for a while. And Osa was the only other person getting a lot of snaps in that manner and was making that kind of impact as a rookie, right? So, just kind of, me personally, I kind of just expected to keep rolling. I, I completely forgot about the rookie wall. It's clear as day, Oso Digizua has hit that wall. So, I I am advocating for him to go back to that kind of reserve role where he'll get maybe 15, 20, 25 snaps at, at the most. 
so that those 15 to 25 snaps are at 110% level and not 75, 80, not because he's not trying. It's just the wear and tear, right? So it sucks that Trishan Hill's out because now he has to go back into that predominantly starting role and getting all these snaps. And we, we know he's been he's getting worn down. So you need to get Neville Gallimore back. Hamilton's not that guy in regards to a three-tech. Um, do you get more Golston inside? You know, it's, They're going to have to, once again, get through this game on Thursday with, with smoke and mirrors. Up front, at least. Super chat. Tom Downey also with the $5 donation says, Sky, if you know that the NFL is going to hit you harder, then why put yourself in that position? The NFL was consistently inconsistent. Yep. Uh, poor discipline, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Tristan Hill. And I think, I want to say we, no, I, I said this to Jesse in a text message. But I said Tristan Hill never was all the way up there. Uh, had it all the way right up there. Um, a very young, immature player that we heard last year was getting it together. Well, you know, maybe he had a setback. <laughs> maybe he had a setback this year, and he's kind of fighting through some of his own demons. <clears throat> CT said he misses Randy. Yeah, you know, again, man, this is how I knew Dan Quinn was trying to just throw anything at the at the the wall to stick is when I saw LVE pass rushing more than I've ever seen LVE pass rush against the Raiders. It's, a pro- it's going to be another problem this week because we're losing bodies. Bodies are dropping like flies. Fortunately, though, you do get Demarcus Lawrence back, but that's at defensive end. Nonetheless, he's a beast, and getting him back is going to help. Uh, but this is this is why, like Tom Downey said, poor discipline. This is why you got to be a disciplined player. And I don't put this on the coach, by the way. Discipline, you know, poor discipline flags in the game, right, when it comes to uh, technique when it comes to holding, when it comes to, you know, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, put that on the coach if you want. That, what is a coach supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, what is a coach? That was a personal decision to do something stupid. And if the message wasn't delivered the way it was delivered by the league office, which, by the way, again, I don't have a problem with them punishing him, then I would, ex- I would hope that uh, the coaches would at least – Bring Tristan in and say, hey, listen, man, we love your fire. We love the tenacity. We love that dog. But put it on a field. You know what I mean? Put it on a field. We all want the dog, right? But we don't want the dog that goes out and bites the stranger. Now you getting sued and you Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? You don't want to be that. We want the dog that fights in the battle. We don't want a dog that we got a muzzle. So that's all I'm saying. You know, Tristan Hill knows better. The league is the league. Got my guy Los on the horn. Real quick, Los, one second. I got you. One second. Here we go. What's going on, Los? How you feeling today, man? Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, it's it was a bad November. Let's be honest. Three out of four. Yeah, for sure. It was it wasn't the previous November, but hey. Uh, we, let's 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 take a look at ourselves, man. Okay. One, we didn't have a healthy squad. I mean, let's we had C D Cooper was battling injuries and hopefully with the timeout Cooper's been able to, you know, recover himself with whatever he he was dealing with with his ankle. C D it was unfortunate he had to deal with that concussion. And, you know, without your two defensive linemen, 
or DNs, Randy and Tank. I mean, let's be honest, we really weren't going to get pressure off the edge. We were not getting Mike down. <laughs> we were not getting any concessive pressure, bro. Exactly. Um, so let's just look at it like that. We weren't full strength, but let's put this on on what we did see. We did see that we could be competitive in the games with um, the Raiders. Um, Denver, that's, that was just a te- worst team effort I've ever seen. And then Kansas City, uh, defense did give us a chance to win that game. It's just offense. They just let us down. So hopefully this December, when we fully recover, we can actually make a good run at this December, and we'll, we'll go from there. I don't think Mike McCarthy being out, with the Saints game is going to affect us too much. Mm. Um, let's be um, Kellen Moore has been the most offensive play caller, and Dan Quinn has been the defensive play caller. So nothing's really going to change there. Yeah, let the me, only thing. Let me let me say ahead. something on that. I agree with you that that McCarthy, and this is not me knocking McCarthy. It's just that because of the experience of Dan Quinn, I feel better about not having McCarthy on the sideline. Um, if if there was no Dan Quinn and you had to roll with a Kellen Moore. I'm not going to lie to you, I'd be a little bit nervous because this will be Kellen Moore's first time in the primetime spot on the road in New Orleans. And if you recall, last year, two years ago, 2019, as a play caller, it was an awful game. You know, the Cowboys scored like 12 points in that game and lost 13-12 to to Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I would feel a little weird. And Kellen gets a little strange on the road, too. So this allows Kellen Moore to focus on the offense and Dan Quinn's experience can kind of uh, uh, mitigate the loss of McCarthy. Exactly. So, I mean, we only have two days to prepare for this game, and I think the only focus is going to be is I'm not worried about any quarterback playing the Saints. I mean, who do they have? I mean, they got James Winston. Who else? Uh, James Winston is out for the season, so it looks like uh, oh, yeah, no yeah, Trevor yeah. Simeon. Yeah. Strangely enough, they, they're going to have uh, – what's the cat's name? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will be – and, again, we'll talk about that storylines later, but Taysom Hill is going to be their quarterback. And don't and be and do you expect them to be using them as a runner? Like oh, a lot. for sure. So like, listen, yeah, I one hundred percent believe uh, Sean Payton, who is not a dumb coach, looked at the opponent, right? Looked at the team that he's playing. Looked at the fact that Mike is likely not going to be at linebacker. And Boyd, if y'all watch that, go watch the bird's eye view of the Raiders game. LVE was atrocious, atrocious, um, and he looked at that and said. That's their linebacker. Keanu Neal's their linebacker. Oh yeah, let's 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 see what's up with Taysom Hill. See if we can get him on the ground. Don't be shocked they run that ball forty five times. I'm just saying. Yeah. So do, do expect that. Like, do expect Taysom Hill and especially Alvin Kamara, man. I don't care how many bodies you get to put on that man. Every time he touches the ball, I want Mike to chasing him down, no matter what. Like, I think this is going to be the matchup where I see Micah spying on the running back. Just because I like you mean the quarterback Alvin Kamara, no, not not Jason Hill, but the the running back for the Saints. Why would um, you have him spy Kamara. on the running back? Not spy, not spy on follow, um, follow Kamara everywhere because I oh, feel no, like no, 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 you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Mm-mm. Well, I would go back so into go the ahead. bag. And I would go back into that bag they used a couple years ago when they had the cornerbacks on on Alvin Kamara in in, in a passing game. You're going to. I'm telling you, Taysom Hill is going to be your cue. You're going to need Micah Parsons getting after him. 
and 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 again, we'll go. You know, have a Koye on tomorrow. We'll talk about it. You might have to stick a mad linebacker this week. You might have to because they're going to have Mark again. Well, I'll save it for the storylines, but just know these boys ain't coming in here to throw the ball forty-five times. I'm just telling you that right no. now. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you on that, Sky. Um, I guess you are right. I, I'm fifty-fifty on the Micah though. Like if I if I was a Saint and I knew like I'm gonna go. Let's be honest, Cowboys have been allowing more runs and like you know you know some deep shots every hit here and now and then. But after that Denver film game, if I was the Saints, I'd be like, all right, our focus is to get Kamara going. And I do not want Kamara to, even though he's on my fantasy team. Don't forget about Mark Ingram. I'm just saying, Mark Ingram and Kamara are both trending. I'm just. just, Yeah. 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 Okay. But, I mean, I'm not scared about this game. Like I said, I mean, I I really have faith in the Cowboys team. Dak has to clean up his quarterback play, though. I think I saw a stat so far. Where his, I mean, let's, I don't know if it was because Cooper or CD's been out, but um, he's been missing some couple of throws that he's been missing, ma- making in the beginning of the year. So Dak has to clean that up. I don't know if it's the O-line presence that's been collapsing. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on today. I don't know what's going on with Collins. And, well, Collins know, is going to start. Back. He's going to start because of, yeah. of the Terrence Steele situation. But from all accounts, Terrence Steele had the starting position if he didn't have COVID. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that situation, you know. But, um, I mean, I, mean, hey, I don't I have mean, a lot of faith for this guy. I say this about in regards to Dak. When, when, you're down, when you're down that many players like that, you do have to hit every single throw. I mean, not literally, right? I mean, I, I kind of be – I'm hyperbole when I say he has to be perfect. Uh, but you, you do have to hit every single throw that isn't as difficult. A lot of people believe rolling out and throwing is easy, but – you have to hit that, right? That's that's the main throw to me. I mean, again, I went back and watched the game. There wasn't a ton of throws. It seemed like everyone was saying he missed all these crazy throws. If you go back and watch the game, there was a couple third down passes that uh, I think it was, what was his name? CJ, or not CJ, Cedric Wilson. I, I don't know what he's doing. He, he's wide open across the middle. He ducks his head, and he's like he's scared, wasn't expecting the ball. Dalton Schultz, hits you dead smack in the hand. Catch the damn ball, first down. You know, those are two third down conversions that could change the game. Um so when that happens, as the quarterback, when you're down, man, when you're down, those type of players, now you have to make every single one of these wide open type throws, if if you whatever you consider wide open in the league. And when you don't, you're going to get criticized. And like you know, I ain't worried. I'm not worried about Dak. I'm not worried about this team. Um, I'm not worried. The thing I will Prescott. say this, I will say this though, uh, if we did expect to get a first seed. That yeah. is going to be way tougher. Yeah, that we have yeah. to win now, and that is going to be looking. It's it's no easy cakewalk against any NFC rival. Let's say that. But I mean, as far as having playoffs security, I don't think in within our division, Washington is in as in a threat. Eagles for damn sure is no threat. And then I mean, Giants are the Giants. I mean, they haven't been relevant for like the past four or five years now. So. I will say this. My main goal for this remaining of the season is to come out healthy and let's clean up all our mistakes, especially with the flags. Man, Anthony you know, Brown. <laughs> you know, but hold on yeah. real quick about the flags. Uh, my man, my man, uh, who was it? Jeff Cavanaugh. Jeff Cavanaugh said something on, on 105 to the fan yesterday, my good friend, that I didn't even realize, but I should have. Over the last decade or two, I can't remember if it was one decade or two decades, but probably it was two decades. 
Dallas Cowboys are the most flagged team via actual number of flags and penalty yards in the entire NFL over the last decade or two. That's under multiple head coaches, multiple coordinators, multiple players. It seems to be a running theme. And it's not like, and I think it was Gavin Dawson who said this, it's not like the Cowboys have had these amazing aggressive defenses that are known to hold and be physical and punch in the mouth and dirty and things like that. So I don't think there there is a such thing as, oh, you got to clean up the penalties when it comes to the Cowboys. Los. I don't. I don't think there's a such thing. as You know why? Because it's been 10 or 20 years and nothing has changed. No matter what, the Cowboys are going to be the most flagged team. So what you have to what you have to do is overcome it. And if you remember what I said yesterday, it felt like the Raiders were just like, and it was I said it on post game, the Raiders were getting flags too, and they were just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> they just went on and just went to the next play. Whereas the Cowboys, you saw Anthony Brown uh, complaining. You saw uh, Trayvon Diggs when he got pushed, and he got pushed. It was like, come on, man, we're complaining. You saw Micah and those guys upset when the, when the, when the roughing happened. Rightfully so, these guys should be upset. But just like Tristan Hill should expect, you know, a penalty, the Dallas Cowboys players should not expect the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these flags. At this point, stop complaining about it. Get pissed off and go hit somebody in the next play. That's all I can. That's the only advice I can give you because the flags aren't going to just stop. Well, I'll agree with that. I mean, I, I didn't even know that stat myself. Yeah. But like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, but I will say this, though, then, if that's the case, let's not let these games come to the referees at all. Because, <laughs> I mean, if that, if anyone's going to get a call of their benefit of the doubt, it's not going to be It ain't going to be the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly, Lawson. That's yeah. why I'm saying, as a fan, but definitely as a player, don't even expect, just at this point, I'm done expecting anything. And I'm going to be real with y'all. There was a lot of times, not in just that game, and a lot of games where a play happens, and I have to pause my excitement. Because... A lot of the times, if I got excited, that yellow strip at the bottom would come out, flag on the play, and I'm like, well, here we go. So at this point, I'm just kind of my, – my my excitement or my reactions are delayed. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that, man. I mean, our remaining schedule is what? The Saints, Washington, Giants, Washington. Eagles and Cardinals. Eagles and Cardinals. Yeah, I think the only remaining game that's going to be – one out of the one Washington game and that Cardinals game. Be paying attention to those for sure. Close. We should be paying attention to everyone. Remember, we went into this Raiders game and said, all that benefit of the doubt, that's out the window. You know, you should be going into all these games as favorites, maybe except the Cardinals, depending on where each team stands later. But there, there's no, uh, you know what, not, you know, we, we, we don't got to worry about this or worry about that. No, 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 no. Every single oh, team, yeah. you need to go in worrying about not worrying to the point you're scared or anything like that but this isn't a 15 and 1 squad right now or or, or was 11 and 0 squad where you had the benefit of the doubt to say oh yeah we can just roll out there and we're, we're just going to beat them it's not the case because of injuries because of coaching situations COVID um, you're you're not what you think you are if you you know rolling your helmet out there and you're going to beat all these teams just because you're the Cowboys you're better than them but we've seen this year that doesn't mean a damn thing if you can't go out there and execute on that day. And I will say that the only reason I say about maybe getting for that first one seed is the only competition we have is maybe Green Bay and Cardinals going for that first seed. And Green Bay might lose two out of these next four games. 
Well, and Tampa's, the Cowboys were managed. Tampa has a better record than too. Yeah, well, Tampa Bay, I, 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 well, I don't know. I, okay, you know that Matt Clifford did whatever, that Tom Brady, you know, he ain't playing. Of course, Tom Brady's always going to be Tom Brady. But I just feel, I'm not saying I'm jumping into conclusions, mm-hmm. but Tom Brady, these past weeks, hasn't looked like the threat he's looked like the first weeks, if that's factual. You know, he's been yeah. leaving the ball open, you know. I mean, if, if you go look around the league, every single last quarterback that is, you know, considered a top 10, top five type of quarterback, they've went through slumps this year. No lie. Go look. Every single last one of them have went through slumps. And when it's a 17-game season, that happens, right? It's about how do you bounce back from that slump uh, moving forward. And we're about to find out with Dallas. I guess last week we saw Tampa uh, they almost lost, was it two or three in a row? Almost three in a row um, against the, the Colts, but they pulled that one out. So Dallas is going to have to find their way uh, at moving forward in December. And I will say this. I mean, if we win the last five games out of six, don't be don't be surprised if we get that number one seed because it is possible. But it's going to come down to this team attitude. It's going to come down to this team attitude to be like, all right, are we hungry? To make a run, or are we just comfortable being where we are and maybe having a matchup first week? All they can do the is control what they can control. We we have. I don't know Tampa's schedule. I don't know the Packers' schedule. I don't know the the uh, 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 Rams' schedule. I don't know the Cardinals' schedule. I you know I don't know. I don't know what the, who they play. I will tell you this, without being biased. Don't nobody want to go see the Packers in Lambeau Field. Okay. They're looking like the best team in the NFC. You know, they're, they're looking really good right now. And going up to Lambeau in January, you don't want to do that. Um, but the way it's playing out, the way it's looking, the Cowboys are most likely going to have to go to Lambeau if they want to get to the Super Bowl, if they don't pull out the number one seed, which they shouldn't even – right now they need to be focusing on winning Thursday. Um, their, their number one seed talk was fun when you were 6-1. You, you lost three of the last four. You need to be trying to win three or four now. Yeah, I'll leave you that with Sky. But you have a good morning. Thanks, folks. Uh, that's all, Cowboys. And then, um, man, I, hey, I I will agree with this though. Jason uh, T- Taysom Hill, right? Or what's his T- name? Taysom Hill. Yep. Taysom Hill. Yes, Taysom Hill. Do expect them to be running that ball or like multiple Wildcats with Kamara and Taysom Hill. Like 100. expect that. One hundred. Yep. All right. See you, man. All right, Peace. Yeah. In fact, I was going to do stock up, but let's just go into the storylines going into that game because we, we talked a little bit about it here. Uh, Taysom Hill, man, it dropped yesterday that he is likely to start versus the Cowboys, and I should have pulled up because Hill is not known to be, one, a starting quarterback, two, a quarterback, <laughs> three, a, a throwing quarterback. I don't think he has that many throws in his career. I'm just trying to pull up his numbers here because he's not a throwing cue. Okay, so I don't think he's throwing the ball this year at all. Three yards, nine yards, 33 yards. He has eight, two, four, five, eight attempts this year. Eight. Now, I don't believe he started a game this year, but he has eight attempts. 
Um, so, you know, I just don't see them coming into this game being a throwing team with Taysom Hill. With, uh, what's the cat's name, Trevor Simeon? Sure. You know, that, that, that makes more sense because Trevor Simeon's been a starter in this league. He throws the ball. Here's another reason why I don't believe that they're going to be coming into this game wanting to throw the ball 30, 40 times. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram both could be playing in Thursday game. Isn't this crazy how this works out? They could be getting Kamara, Ingram, and Ryan Ramsey. Uh, is it Ramscheck? Ryan Ramscheck back this week after all those guys missed multiple games. Now, Teron Armstead, their left tackle, he did pop up on the injury report. But um, Kamara and Ingram and even Taysom Hill running the ball, that is going to be a challenge for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Sean Payton went into this week and said, listen, we can drop back with Trevor Simeon and they'll just sick D-Law and they'll just sick Micah Parsons on us. We don't have the weapons. Our, our corners, for as, as much as they may have struggled on, on uh, Thursday, the, they don't have weapons over there. And, and I respect, I think it was Trey Smith, I think is the, the one of the receivers and things like that. But they don't have the guys that, that strike fear in you out there. There's no Michael Thomas returning, right? That's not happening. There's no, no, no Jimmy Graham at tight end. That's not happening. So this could be one of those weird, strange games, I'm telling y'all, where you'll see a stat line. Taysom Hill, nine attempts. Saints rushing, 55 carries. Right? So, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow. To combat this rushing attack that I expect to happen if Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram play, Dallas needs to get up on New Orleans. They need to get up on New Orleans. Taysom Hill was not a good quarterback, folks. He's, you know, I made jokes on Twitter that Jalen Hurts is a running back playing quarterback because if you go look at his games this year, that's literally what he's been doing. He's been more of a runner than a thrower. Well, Taysom Hill is literally a running back that plays the quarterback position and a receiver that plays the quarterback position. So make them come out of what they're going to be comfortable doing, right? Make them have to throw the rock. It's a good defense over there, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. It's a good defense in New Orleans. But they just gave up 30-some points to, to Buffalo, and you're getting back CD, and you're getting back uh, Cooper. Your offensive line should be intact. Like, all right, now, Dallas, y'all want to be the number one offense. I want to be the number one offense. You healthy now. I don't give a damn who's on the other side. Go be the number one offense. Feel me? 7-3-2. What it is, what it do. Sky, you know who this is. Novo, what's up, man? Novo? What's, oh, what's up? No, Novo, N-O-B-O? Yes, sir. What's up, Novo? Let me save you in here. I don't have you saved. Got you, Oh, Novo. you know who I am. Got you. What's up, bro? You call me the, you, you, you call me the Dak hater. I'm not going to talk about Dak. No, 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 That's no. no. Right. I, um, I would never call you a Dak hater. I know you're not a Dak hater. Uh, you, you, you criticize him. That's fine. I'll criticize him. He plays bad, too. I know who Dak haters are. You ain't one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I'll admit, I spoke to my wife like last night about this. I'm, I definitely over-critique him because he's given us so much good that you gotta, right. you hold him to that standard now. But, um, yeah. and you know, when you lose, you know, if, you, if, if they won last night I probably, or the other day, I wouldn't have said nothing, but he lost, so hey. Yeah, he lost, and, and he um, didn't make the, the throw at the end. I, that, that, that never was, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. But there was, there was literally people coming out that game saying, yo, we lost because of him, he sucks, and things like that. That's what I got a problem with, but I digress. What's up, Yeah, man? I hear you. So just a couple quick points. First of all, 
I, the other thing I tuned into, uh, I guess your show yesterday, yep. the one thing that stood out about everything that you said that I thought was on the money, like the most important thing for the offense right now has nothing to do with mistakes by the receivers or Dak. You said that the continuity on the O-line has to be like forefront. They got to figure know, all it out. Flip-flopping. That's huge. Cohesion with the O-line is, I mean, if, if that's not working, nothing else on offense is going to work, man. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, this musical chair stuff, uh, I asked Jesse because he was, you know, he's was involved in the organization in NFL football. I said, is that normal? He said, not, not unless there's injuries. You don't see all this movement like that without injuries. Now, there has been injuries, but you literally had them swapping out the right tackle and the left guard. I mean, that's strange. So this it's yeah. one position where you need communication and and flow is important they're, they're the they're the unit where they have to play as one remember i talked about that you can't see me but holding up my fist as opposed to holding up five different players they have mm-hmm. to play as a fist together and when you keep swapping out these guys and those guys it's going to it's going to affect the game it's going to affect the the flow of the game and that's what i think is happening up front yeah, no, I agree. Um, as far as, just a quick point, as far as the game coming up with the Saints, um, uh dude earlier was saying that um, Micah needs to spy on Kamara. I mean, Jay Lewis handled Kamara last time they played. I mean, he even got an interception off of uh, Drew Brees that game. Yeah. And uh, I think Micah needs to be in the middle spying on, on the quarterback, Taysom basically. Hill. Yeah, that's where I'm at with All day, it. all day. Yeah, that initially that is my thoughts, Nobo. I, I'm I'm kind of with you here. Now I'm watching more tape today, and we'll talk about it with Okoye tomorrow. And with Micah, I'm always I'm always willing to have my mind changed from week to week what to do with them. But I just can't see this being a game for the Saints where they drop back 40 times. And, and if that was the case, then mm-hmm. yeah, I would sick Micah on them. But if you're going to get Kamara back and you're going to get Mel, um, Ingram back, you're going to get Ramscheck back, and you're putting Taysom Hill at the quarterback position. I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot, and that means Micah needs to play in the middle uh, to be, to help manage that run game. No, I agree. I mean, hey, listen, if they if they want to be cute and prove us wrong, let them throw that ball in, in A.B. and Dick's direction. I mean, oh, A.B. Please. had a bad game. It happens, but I'll take them throws all day. Oh, my gosh. I would love – that's why I want to get up on them. I think if we get up on them by 13, 14 points, I can't possibly fathom them rolling out Taysom Hill to throw the ball 25 times. I will be, yeah. I will be shocked if they did that. We just need we need we need D Law at seventy five percent on that on the right side. If he's at seventy five percent, to be disciplined. Then, you know, he's going to have to be disciplined. because yeah. somebody just said in the chat, lots of read option. They're going to be they're going to be putting pressure on that defensive end for you to bite down. And Taysom Hill is not, you know, this ain't Daniel Jones. Who's athletic? Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, right, 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 but, but, right. But but, but Taysom yeah. will. You know, I've seen him truck. Who did he truck? I think it was a woozy or, or Xavier Woods a couple of years ago. So you better get ready. Bring your hard hats. Yeah, because, you know, D-Law pretty much plays that. Marin- he still has Marinelli in his blood, you know, as far mm-hmm. as he's he's run to the quarterback and try and stop the running back on the way in there. That could get dangerous. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I got faith in D-Law. If he's 75%, that's going to be a huge help this, this game. Yeah, it's but, uh, he's going to be a help if he just plays a couple snaps. He needs to be out there. But I, I got a feeling they'll they'll take their time with him. I don't think you'll see him out there uh, for fifty snaps. You'll probably get twenty twenty five snaps out of him. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you go, and I'm gonna 
tuning into the rest, man. Thanks for taking my call, Holmes. I hey, appreciate hearing from you, Nobo. Always good to hear from you on the right phone on, as opposed to the, to the text, man. Keep supporting. Appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> I'll catch you. Yep. Um, I'm going to get to DJ here in a second, but before I do that, I do want to get into our stock up from the game, and I kind of had to adjust it because I had Tristan Hill on here. Yeah, and Tristan Hill just screwed that all up with the punch and the suspension. Uh, but first up in the stock up is Tony Pollard. We didn't really go in-depth yesterday on Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott thing. We can now if y'all want. Uh, TP was clearly... I thought if it wasn't for TP and Dak Prescott, this game would have got out of hand because the defense couldn't stop anybody and the referees were just allowing, you know, just throwing flags all over the place. But Tony Pollard had 197, excuse me, all-purpose yards, plus the kick return touchdown. Wasn't great on the ground. The ground game just stunk again. Uh, was our leading rusher, though, at 36 yards on the ground uh, with 12-yarder. He, he got a call back. He had a 31-yard rush. Called back by bogus holding penalty. Um, and then in the, in the passing game, we thought he had a touchdown. We'll call back to the one-yard line. Zeke Elliott vultures a touchdown. Uh, but Tony was was clearly the most spark from the running back position again. And it, it garners the thought, do you lead with Tony Pollard? And I'm going to say yes. 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 It's looking like they're not sitting Zeke unless news drops today. It feels like Zeke is going to try to give it a go. If Zeke is going to try to give it a go, then they need to flip these damn roles. And I mean, flip them hard. Tony Pollard should be your featured back this week. And Ezekiel Elliott should mix it in. I still am of the belief that TP and Zeke are both better together than they are separate. With that said, it is clear as day that Ezekiel Elliott is hampered and is it's limiting this offense. I watched again when I went back and watched the tape and I watched Zeke, he doesn't do the jump cuts anymore. He he's just kind of head down, running straight, and getting what he can get. He's not breaking any tackles. Um, he's not the same runner. So I've been saying this for years. When that's the case, then you need to bring in that spark guy and let him pop off on the team and then bring Zeke in to maybe be the hammer. So, you know, I don't know how many of you guys agree with this, but I'm flipping the rows on Thursday especially on, it's not a short week, but essentially it kind of is. Um, that that holiday stretch, I'm letting TP carry the load this week with at least 20 touches, and then, and then I'll mix in Zeke with, you know, 12, 12 touches or something like that. He, he technically needs a sit if it was me. He needs rest, but it doesn't sound like they're going to do it. Um, T-Max says, guy who took Tristan out for the punch, bro. He still need to be in there for stock up. I had to take him out. I had to, bro. He was going to be one of my first ones, but he got suspended. I can't, <laughs> Two games. I can't, I can't be like, stock up, and you got fired. Guy, you got fired on your day off. But nonetheless, man, Tristan was a beast in that game, and I am. You know, I just sucks that he was out. Gallup. Michael Gallup is the other guy I have as stock up because, you know, after the, you know, after Tristan, or not Tristan, but after Cooper went out, C.D. Lamb went out, I'm like, I need Gallup to step up. It's still, when you go back and watch, it still wasn't what I would have loved to see, but this is the reason why those other two guys are important. Gallup in those roles is not Gallup as the secondary option, right? He, when he's 1B or 1C, he's much better. 
but I still needed him to be him. And he did. He, he came through in the clutch in that third, fourth quarter with a couple big receptions and totaled five receptions for 106 yards. So his stock, when it was kind of down after uh, the last two games or, or the last game, I think it's up now. So uh, hopefully getting his guys back, these boys, and you heard what C.D. Uh, Lamb said, it's three of us. you know. So hopefully they go on the road and these boys are ticked off and Dak and company can light it up. Now, th- again, good defense again with the Saints. Good defense. Good corners. Good pass rush. Pretty sure they're going to play physical defense and, and, and test the Cowboys like uh, the Broncos did and you know, like the Chiefs did, the difference is you're going to have all your guys back. So, and I've been saying this forever. When you got those boys, go ahead, play that, play that style. Go ahead. You should be able to eat off of them. So, uh, we'll see. Yes, 88 is back, Angel. By the way, real quick before I get into Michael, am I being a bit premature with Amari Cooper returning? Should have asked Dave. Dave Hellman tweeted yesterday. That Amari Cooper was in the building, he didn't practice. So he said, you know, keep an eye on that. Watch that today. It's Tuesday, which is more like a Thursday or Friday. It's more like a Friday um, in a normal week. So if he's not practicing today, we might be without Amari Cooper again, which is strange. Um, so we'll see what's going on. I don't want to get too far ahead. I don't want to put the, what is it, the horse before the cart, the cart before the horse. And, and 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 speak prematurely, but I expect to have the big three back. But right now, that's not the case. Right now, it's not the case. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't see him not not playing Maya yesterday, but yeah, there was a a, a tweet from Hellman after the after a lot of the news broke. That he was in the building, but he did not practice. I don't know what that means. I think yesterday you said he's not playing. Um, I don't know if he's not playing yet. We, we got to see if he's not playing, but he did not practice yesterday. If you don't practice today, that's trouble. If you practice today, uh, we're good to go. And then, of course, the young lion, Michael Parsons. Ten pressures, five tackles, four stops, a sack, a QB. I mean, the dude was doing everything. The dude was doing everything. Okay, so he is so he is practicing. So what's the, what's your point here, Mike? Never mind, guys. It looks like Mari Cooper is practicing today. I guess the tweet went out. Um, Michael Parsons is just a one man wrecking crew. He's just a one man wrecking crew. He continues to raise the level of play. It seems to be game after game. He almost single-handedly won the damn game for the Cowboys in overtime with these back-to-back plays here. Look what he's doing, just straight demolishing. Just, you know. And I think he had, what, one holding call? One holding call all game. He was destroying that tackle. On the day, he broke DeMarcus Ware's rookie sack record, which was eight. He now has nine on the season with six games left. That's just absurd. He broke the rookie sack record for the Cowboys with six games left. This dude is likely going to get 12 to 14 sacks this year as a part-time rusher. That is absurd. So, 
it's weird to say, oh, his stock is up. But this dude's stock continues to rise every single game. He's just, I'm at the point right now, and somebody kind of scoffed at uh, someone on Twitter who said this, but I'm kind of of the belief. Michael Parsons is not just one of the best defensive players as a rookie. He's one of the best defensive players in the entire National Football League. Period. Period. It's not even really debatable. He's one of the most productive defenders in the entire NFL. He leads the league in tackles for loss. He's top, what, five or, or, or ten in sacks? Leads rookies in, 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 in hurries and pressures? He was a freaking animal. He's a freaking animal. So I just I, I just wanted to kind of feature Micah. <laughs> Seems like to be featured each week. I love those plays when the, when the quarterback thinks they can do a bootleg. Why would you even bootleg to Micah's side? He's so freakishly athletically gifted that even if he bites, he's and people don't really understand how smart he is as a player. He'll see it. And he's so fast and quick that he'll redirect and you have no lane. He shuts it down. Just He's just not normal. And it sucks that we don't have Jabril Cox because you can go Demarcus uh, Lawrence and Michael Parsons until Randy Gregory gets back. But just give me just, just bear with me for a second here. I can't wait till next year. I, I don't want to I don't want to get rid of this year, but I'm excited for next year when you get a Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons, Randy. Oh, let's see what happens, Randy. Randy Gregory D Law potentially. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you get that group together, there's a lot of good things you can do. That's a lot of athleticism. That's a lot of pass rush. Uh, you can use Mike as a as a crazy chess piece. And then you have a guy like Jabril Cox who is quick, fast, instinctive, and can cover. And and I I saw him come downhill and play in the preseason. But you know, so just I'm just saying I can't wait to see those two guys playing with each other next year. All right, DJ, appreciate you holding on while I went through my stock up. What's up, DJ? Hey, what's up, Will? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Hey, am I popping because I'm using the same thing as the other day when I was I had firecrackers in the back? Nope, I can hear you, man. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, as far as Micah, just, uh, since, since you just came off of that, man, like, uh, what was it, Novo? He was saying that, you know, we should put him in the spy and all that kind of stuff. I was like, actually, you, you, you spy when you have an athletic quarterback because you know your ends won't be able to get there. With Micah at end, and it took him chasing down Pat Mahomes on that forced fumble, I was like, because yeah. Pat Mahomes can, like, he's not fast, fast, but he can move. Uh, and he closed that gap like he wasn't even moving. So I was right. like, you can just put Micah at end and you really don't even have to waste a defender on the spy because any any gaps, as long as he's there, if he gets free, it's over with. And, I don't, and outside of, like, Lamar Jackson or Kyler or somebody like that, I'm not worried about, about that at all. And but, even with them, I think it would be an even matchup. But 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 see, he and, and, and don't, when I say this, don't crucify me. But his role is of the Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, meaning that the, he can run, like, legitimately. And he's probably going to run. Um, I hear what you're saying yeah. by putting him at defensive end. If this was a normal quarterback, that was a dual threat. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. This is how I'm thinking of it. I don't think Taysom Hill's dropping back to throw the ball 15 times, let alone 25, 30. I could be totally wrong because if he does drop back that many times, then yeah, you put him on defensive end and let him rush the quarterback. But how do you mitigate a pass rusher, right? 
in this sense. Like, how do you literally get rid of worrying about him rushing the passer? You don't pass. So I just got this strange feeling. You'll see one of those Ryan Tannehill playoff games where he has eight attempts. One of those uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo games where he throws the ball nine times. So if he's only going to throw the ball nine, ten times, and Micah's, you know, out of ten or nine rushes, say he wins five, are those five rushes going to make a massive impact, right? We don't know. Whereas if if they're going to run the ball 45 times, I know Micah will make an impact at the linebacker position. So I'm only Fair saying enough. I'm only Fair saying enough. put him near if if they're going to throw the ball less than 20% of the time. If they throw the ball 40 to 50% of the time, then yeah, you got to let them go get the cue. No, fair enough, fair enough. Which I mean, now, now that you say that, I mean like they got Taysom Hill, he, he doesn't throw the ball doesn't throw well. Him. And that, everybody knows. Like and Sean Payton's smart. You know, like he doesn't throw the ball well. So don't I don't know ball, why you were leaning into that. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that boy got that boy got eight pass attempts this year, DJ. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, and he and let let's be honest, he might not even finish the game. Let's be real about it. I True. mean, the man for as limited amount of playing time that he gets, he gets hurt a lot. <laughs> like a lot. And that's another so, reason why I want Micah to, to, to I want him to tag him. You know what I mean? I want him to put yeah, LVE soft ass ain't gonna hurt him, hit him and, and put put some weight on. He ain't gonna do. It. Keanu Neal could do it if he was playing safety, but that linebacker Keanu Neal think yeah. too much. The only person that could really tag his ass up is uh, 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 J. Ron Curse, possibly Michael Parsons and Donovan Wilson. Yeah. Donovan Wilson ain't playing. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I was just addressing what you were talking about real quick. Uh, my other thing, man, and. You said what you might get crucified about. You might kill me about this one. Okay. Um, so, overall, <clears throat> this team, talent-wise, is ready, right? As far as the talent across the board, everything. But the coaching and, and their per- personnel decisions, I can't shake it. I've had this feeling for about three, four weeks, but the, the way that they're making their personnel decisions with the line – with moving Michael around, which I'm glad they did because we discovered what Michael could do. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but it's like they're they're making their personnel decisions like they're a year, a couple years out, or a rebuilding phase almost. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, well, we got to see who's going to be here, who works, who gels the best, real time in real games. And I'm like, man, I don't I don't like where that's going, and I I don't feel comfortable with it. It bothers me. Mm. Um, I'm with you on the Micah part. I think that's a good thing, them them utilizing Micah all over the place. I thought when they drafted him, they should have did that anyway. I, I didn't necessarily mean purely DE, but they he's shown me that he can handle it. Um, offensive mm-hmm. line, yeah, that worries me. Why are, we, why are we tinkering with it like this? I said this at the beginning of the year, uh, or the middle of the year. If Connor Williams continued to get the penalties, it it kind of had to make that decision, though, right, DJ? Like, like he was – it was too many yeah. penalties. It was too many penalties, yeah. man. It wasn't his play. I promise you it wasn't his play. It was the penalties. So I can yeah. understand that. The Lyle Collins, Terrence Steele thing, I, you know, I don't. I really don't know anymore what's, what's going on with that situation. Um, I still do believe we have multiple starting right tackles. They just, I don't care who they decide to go with. Just, just pick one and let's gain some stability. What I don't like, though, is yep. like you said, you're playing games in the middle of these games, right? You're you're swapping out the guard and a tackle and then putting the tackle. What are we doing? You know, I'm with you. That that there, I don't yep. understand. I don't like it. I don't think that's 
how you you prepare your team, and they were told that they do that, they were going to do that at the beginning of the week. I don't like that. I don't like that. You need to find a five, stick with it, and gain some continuity and stability. You know, he throws around that buzzword, but then he doesn't use it. So I digress on that. I'm with you offensively. Defensively, I don't have a problem with the personnel decisions that Dan Quinn is, 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 you know, is making because he has to throw things at the wall right now He's without his guys. You know, when, when you lose yeah. two of your top three defenders, top four defenders, and it happens to be on the defensive line, that's a problem. Because if you can't get a pass rush yeah. on guys like Derek Carr and guys like Patrick Mahomes or any any competent quarterback, they're going to pick you apart. I don't care if Deion Sanders is back there. So um, yeah, I think Dan Quinn is, is doing you know doing best he can do. I thought he had some glitches last week, but I don't really have too too much of an issue with Dan Quinn at all this year, to be honest. And uh, I'll leave you on this, brother. My my last thing is um, basically if. Because we're hurt, you know, because we're getting guys back. The Saints are injured, you know what I mean? They, they, they're basically where we were last year. Um, so I, I need this one, and I don't need a lot of games, you know what I mean? But um, I need as that Cardinals game to be as meaningless as possible as it can be. Like it's going to mean something fundamentally right. for them and their confidence and all that. But schedule-wise, I need it to be a meaningless game. Um, Wouldn't that be something? So I. Uh, I, I I just need I need this one, brother. So I they're hurt, uh, they're injured. We're hurt, but you know we just got to figure out how to bring this one over the top because yeah. I, I yeah. might I might have some second guessing at that point, you know. And I'd be the last one. And I told you that a long time ago. I'd be the last one to do it, but I'm getting uh, <laughs> must, I need this one. It's a must win. Make no mistake about it, DJ. If the cow, you know, I, I had I had made an ad that said it's not time to panic just yet. But if the Cowboys lose to the Saints, hit the alarm, bro. Do I even have an alarm button? Do I got an alarm button? Let me see if I got an alarm button on here. I don't got an alarm button, but... Houston, we have a problem. DEFCON 6. <laughs> DEFCON 6. Right. So, yeah, man. They, 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 they got to beat the Saints. Yeah. But all right, man, I appreciate you taking my call, brother. Uh, everybody hit the like button. This is one of the best guys out there. The Thank fact you, that man. he takes calls every single day, every day and he will get to every single one of them, whether that we annoy him or not, <laughs> is a blessing. It is a blessing. So, hey, you know, uh, get, hit the like button, hit the sub button if you have it, and, and keep supporting my man. I just wanted to give you my roses because I don't really ever do it, brother. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate the call as always, good brother. You have a good day. Yes, sir. You too. Yeah, this is a must win. I, I you know, I kind of agree with with Brian Broaddus though. He says there's only 17 of these. They're all must wins, right? Yeah. In theory, you lose week one, it ain't really a must win. Um, but when you're on a skid, when you're on a three, you're losing three out of four, possible a potential to lose three in a row, and, and you're only two games up. You're this is a must win. It's a must win. And I need these guys. I don't necessarily need them to play desperate. But I need them to, you know, know what, no, no, play desperate, damn it, play desperate. They they talk about treating each game like it's, you know, 1-0, 1-0, last game. Well, they need to treat this game like it's a last game type thing. And then the next game like it's, and then the next game, and then the next game, et cetera, et cetera. Because they're at that position. And DJ said he needs the Cardinals game to be meaningless. If I'm not mistaken, the Cardinals game is week 17, which is the second to last game. 
in order for that to happen, you're talking about the Packers losing a lot of games between now and then, the Tampa Buccaneers losing a lot of games, and the Cardinals to lose a lot of games. If you're if you're looking for that number one seed, I realistically speaking, that ain't happening, brother. So so week 17 is likely going to be an important game, hopefully for the number one seed. But even if it's not for the number one seed, just for seeding, period. Because while we're all focused on number one, that two, three, four is going to matter too, because that's going to depend on who you play. So, and I'm not, I'm not one of the guys that, you know, have, oh, we got everything locked up with two weeks to go. Let's rest everybody. That makes me a little queasy. Not going to lie to you. I'd rather be rolling into the playoffs on edge. Everybody's firing on all cylinders, especially if you're not getting a number one. Screw all that rest and crap. If you need to win the game, then go out there and play your guys. So, you know, I would love for to have things wrapped up by week 17, but realistically, I don't see that happening. You, you would need so many teams to just straight up tank the last six weeks. Uh, we got Wayne and CJ in the hole. What's up, Wayne? On What's going on, good brother? How are you? All right, I got some things that I gotta. What's on your mind, man? What's on your first mind? First of all, first of all, the uh, I trust in hell two game suspension to me is a load of crap. Because I, I mean, I don't get that two games. I say worse than that, and people get one or none. Uh, they get they get a fine. You know what I mean? Yo, fine. Yeah, that too. Or uh, what's his name? Uh, for the Rams, he was choking the guy the other day, uh, Sunday. I haven't heard anything about that yet. Oh, so they came out. Are you talking about? Um, oh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah, that, nothing yeah, happened. Aaron Donald, yeah. They didn't even throw a flag on Aaron Donald. I showed that picture. No, no flag. Also, I let, said, let, boy, that was let's remember. Yeah, let's remember Harrison Smith choked, you know, C.D. Lamb in a Vikings game, and his excuse was my thumb. <laughs> Got caught. Yeah, some got stuck. I, I know. I don't. I personally don't you, think that CD Lamb would lie. If he, no. if his thumb got stuck, I think CD Lamb would be like, "Oh no, nah, he wasn't choking me. He was trying to get his thumb out." CD Lamb said, Man. "He said I know what it feels like to be choked. I was being choked." There you go. But they, you know they don't. But I look at the man's hands. It wasn't just his thumb. He had his hand there on his throat. So I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, man. And that that stat you came up with, uh, what the what the guy said. Between a decade or two, yes, we're leading the league in penalties and flags and yards. The Cowboys have, and, and that, and that's what made me Wayne say, you know what, guys, I'm done with this whole. Oh, they got to clean it up. Which yeah. it's fair to say they got to clean up. It's fair to be upset with the the discipline and things like that. But this this goes back from to Parcells to to Campo to yeah. Garrett, probably Chan Gailey, and, and now you know. I mean, we're talking. Multiple head coaches and regimes. This is this uh, yeah, is man, not. This is a systematic issue. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, listen, I didn't. I didn't think it would have been the Cowboys. It's one team I thought it would have been have been Oakland Vegas team. Probably. That's what I thought they're probably been. up there too. Yeah, yeah, they up there, but us. But anyhow, I think you're right with with uh, Pollard. We need to start him. Mm. Uh, I was I will yeah. sit Zeke and and have uh, Clement back up Pollard. Zeke, Zeke, chill out, and plus you got another ten, uh, twelve more days before the Washington game. So you should be good and ready. I'll just let him sit. I won't. I won't play him. Well, I got some news for you. Once you get off the phone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, are we supposed to uh, 
I guess uh, D-Law is supposed to play this week. Yes, D-Law will be returning this week. Uh, Neville Gallimore, hopefully next week, along with uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, well, they should put Micah. But I should put Micah on the weak side linebacker, and and uh, but my, I, you know, I have a problem with, and I, I think he. Listen, I don't care what they say. Yeah, because he, this guy's a bench player. Gifford, I'll start Gifford over LV. Hey, LV. Me and Reek been talking about playing Gifford. Uh, you know, LV was. Oh, he's he's done, man. I mean, he's done with the Cowboys. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, I'm glad they never picked up his option. They probably oh, but, yeah, uh, that wasn't. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, just the, and that rotation of line garbage, where they come up with it, that's that was the lamest excuse they could come up with. Man, you you know the offensive line. It makes no sense. One like the fifth. That's it. You don't change nobody like that unless they hurt. But you don't do that. And I'm saying, what what the hell are they doing? Yeah, it, it, it's, it'd be one thing if you'd be like, you know what, I don't have tape on 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 Collins. I gotta see. Oh, you know what, I don't right, got tape right, on right. Connor Williams. The hell you don't. You got four and five years worth of tape. You know what they can do. Why yeah. why are we swapping these guys out as I if you don't know? I didn't get that. And and sometimes, uh, what I need also is well, what I like to see happen is if, is um, Kellen Moore stop climbing up on the road. Many coaches calling plays. You, you gotta, you gotta the same way you want to call. Well, he did the same thing home, but you gotta, you gotta dig in the bag and don't just squeeze the little bit of plays. You need to expand the playbook. Don't you, you can't. You see, I want Dallas to dictate the game to other teams, yeah. not them dictate to us. Wayne, I was, I was hoping that 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 he would reach in his bag in the run game this week. Or this past week, yeah. remember we came into the game like by through hell or high water. By hell or high water, he needs to be able to get this run game going. And I just you know went back and watched. I don't think there was any creativity to it. There wasn't any um, assertiveness to it, and just kind of stubbornness in, in, in running with Ezekiel Elliott on first down. I yeah. I, and then by yeah, the way, y'all, no I imagination whatsoever. Because uh, you know I was looking at uh, I think it was two Mondays. Game yep. ago with the Rams and, and 49ers. You see what the 49ers said? What's that? You pound the rock and see if you can stop it. They ran the ball 45 times. Well, they, 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 but see, they have a, see, the 49ers, and I think I said this kind of jokingly on Twitter. Uh, Kellen Moore is not going to turn into Kyle Shanahan overnight. Kyle Shanahan has no, one, no, of, one of the best run game uh, schemes that I've ever seen. You know, that, that that's what they do, and they do it at, at a high level. Where the Cowboys, for a long time, it really wasn't crap to do with scheme. It just had to do with having a, a badass offensive line and some badass right. players. Um, and I don't know what happened between the first five games of the year and the last six games of the of this season um, where they just are not the same at all. Um, and you got to figure it out. There's a certain play that uh, back in the day that the, the – Fi- um, Final word here, Wayne. Yep. Yeah, finally, Washington used to do it. They used to pull the, the guard and uh, uh, yeah, the guard or the, uh, the tackle. I saw he did that a few times. And it worked. Just, it was working. And it, worked. Just it worked. You know, and, and that's one of the things that I have in my notes here about Tony Pollard for this week. Attack the edges. Continue yeah. to get these guys out in space and Tony Pollard out in space, and I promise you you'll get good things. Even with Zeke, if you can get him out there. 
just right. be creative right. in the ground game. Don't 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 there be don't just say all right, first and down. I'm going to run just to stay on script. I mean, no, get creative with it. Hey, that. but Sky, I appreciate you taking my call. Hey, man, uh, con- continue success to you. Thank you, bro. Keep up the great work, and uh, people like like DJ say, hit that like button, man. Keep this going. So that's the man right there. Thank you, man. I appreciate right, it, man. Take it easy. Yep. Have a great rest of the day. You too. You too. Um. A little bit of, I don't want to call it breaking news. I thought I had a breaking news button here. I don't. Hmm, got to put it in there. So I'm, I'm one on the, t- you know, the Twitter world here. It looks like, according to Jerry Jones, two things. Another player may be a positive test for the, for the Rona, for the vid, but he could not name names. Um, so we may be without another player. So keep your ears and eyes open. Ridiculous. And then Jerry Jones also said, according to Clarence Hill, chill. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said the team expects Ezekiel Elliott to have a serious load pause against New Orleans. No rest for Zeke. Okay. What my man say, my man Drewski. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You want to roll into this game with a hobbled Zeke getting you two, three yards in a cloud of dust. Okay. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. This ain't going to be a running team, a running game. And he said expect a heavy load. That could just, seriously, that could mean plays. Remember, Zeke Elliott hasn't played more than 75% of the snaps in the last four weeks. So maybe he's in there for 90% of the snaps this week, which I think would be a mistake unless his knee has that what was it, Wolverine stuff I talked about the other day. I'm just saying. I don't like it. Now, I hope he goes out there and proves me wrong. I hope he goes out there and, and, and he's Jerome Bettis with his, his ability to put his head down and just run hard. But I, I, I highly doubt he's going to find that explosiveness and that, that, that elusiveness and that jump cut ability on a bummed knee. I hope he does. But I don't like it. I think Tony Pollard should be featured in this game. Maybe he's a smokescreen. Maybe it's gamesmanship. Maybe he's trying to get at Sean Payton and let him know, hey, look over here when we're really going over here. So, you know, it could be one of those things. It could be one of those things. I'm just saying, though, if he is featured, if he is getting 25 touches at two yards in a cloud of dust in this game, it'll be extremely frustrating. Uh I still want to see TP get at least 15 touches. No matter how much you use Zeke, TP needs to get at least minimum 15 touches. I guarantee you out of those 15 touches, something good will happen. Tom, I am with you. You know, I say this all the time. Appreciate the $2 donation. Super chat. He says, why are we hearing this from JJ and not the coach? Most people know my feelings on these guys. I but this is this is being this is being a Dallas Cowboy fan. This is being a Dallas Cowboys coach, a player, whatever. This is what you have to come to expect, right? So I just wanted to kind of drop that on y'all. Um, I'm trying to get more information as we go, but let me get back to the lines. I got CJ, then I got Keystone, uh, and then 702. CJ, what it is? What it do, bro? What's going on, Sky? I'm good. Man. Uh, more breaking news. Uh... Amari Cooper is expected to play this week. Oh, good. I know you were saying something about yep. that earlier. But Jerry Jones just said yep, 30 I minutes just ago. Just saw it. Yep. 
Okay, okay. And um, I wanted to talk about uh, the stock up, stock down. Sure. Um, Dalton Schultz, um, he's been killing us lately with his blocking. Uh, he's leaving a lot of blocks out on the field for, for tackles for loss. And um, one more thing he has been doing is um, you got to chip that D.E. coming off that line. And he has not been doing it, and it's been killing us. You know who else hasn't been doing it? And, I, and my bad, CJ, I saw you post that in the chat earlier. I actually wrote it down. I have a Schultz block I wanted to talk about. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, his chipping has been awful the last couple games. Yes. I mean, he played patty cake with, uh, who was it, Chris Jones or, or Frank Clark on that play where Terrence Steele didn't even get out his damn stance. He played patty cake with him, yeah. just tapped him on the shoulder and went out for a route. Uh, last week he had a couple plays where you know he just kind of didn't get a good chip. So you know, I, you know, I just think he's hampered. But I digress. Yeah, that's what it is. That he he he's it's not full Zeke like he used to be. You know, so at the beginning of the season he was putting people on that ass, and just as of lately it's like that that knee is really bothering him. No, and and another thing is, uh, you made a good point with uh, Dan Quinn being uh, head coach this weekend. Um, I, I I like the fact that he will be the head coach this weekend, just because he has seen so many, so much of Sean Payton. Yeah, like he he has seen him, and Sean Payton, he, he doesn't switch things up to me like that. He, he's still Sean Payton, you know what I mean? And I think that's going to be he tricky though, CJ. A big plus he, in this game. He tricky, you know. He, he and yeah. and with, with this Taysom Hill thing, that's. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not afraid of Taysom Hill, the quarterback, at all. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not a, he not, is fast, though. Oh, oh, wait, I'm afraid of Taysom Hill, the runner. No, I'm not afraid of Taysom Hill, the quarterback. And the Cowboys yeah. have, have historically had trouble dealing with running quarterbacks. We used to see guys like Jeff, Jeff Driscoll and uh, the other cat from Chicago made them look like Michael Vick. Uh, this year, though, that, that elixir, I think, is Michael Parsons, if they utilize him in that fashion. But we'll see. Uh, but Taysom Hill, I think. D-Law uh, there. Yeah. Well, D Law's there, but D Law ain't going, he's not closing down like a Micah, right? Like, Micah's just. At the same time, D Law is more rush deep. Yeah. Right? So that would help. I'm not saying it's going to shut it down, but it would definitely help out. 100%. 100% having D Law back is going to be massive. And Jerry Jones, speaking of Jerry, uh, according to, I'm looking at my, my inside people here or what have you. He did say there was confirmation that D Law will be playing, which we we knew that though. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That's all I got for you, man. Keep doing your thing, man. I love your show. You Thanks, know I'm here every day. Yes, sir. I talk to you, bro. Appreciate you, CJ. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, man. Yeah, so I'm looking, just trying to figure out if any more news is dropping, and not really much. I was Jerry's talking about, you know, the team being 100 percent having vaccinated or having gotten COVID. Hell, does that even mean? Are they 100% vaccinated or not? I'm I'm not saying one, you know, I'm not talking about being vaxxed or not. I don't, you know, whatever. But Jerry just is Jerry, which is why y'all know I always say it. I really take a lot of what he says with a grain of salt. I try not to relay information here from him too much. But because we were talking about Zeke, I happen to look over and he brings up Zeke is going to get a load. And I'm like, huh? All right. Yeah. Just be creative with it. That's all I'm saying. My guy, Keystone717. What's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, fam? How I'm you good. doing? 
I'm good, man, on this Tuesday. What's up with you? I'm good. First things first, do anybody hear any type of static in the background or anything like that? It's not messy on this call? Nah, you sound great. All right, good. Yeah, now I know what it is. It's my Bluetooth. It's my Bluetooth headphones. I was messing that up. Yeah, um, what I wanted to bring to the table is now that Mark Ingram is back and Alva Kamara is supposed to play, that's going to be – it's gonna be tough. Man. I can I can see Sean Payton trying. Yeah, I can see Sean Payton trying to run against us. They're gonna do like any other quarterback. I mean, any other team will prepare for us. They're gonna run the rock, and that right there is gonna be questions concerning me right there. Same. It's Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Same. I'm with you. I I think. And again, I'm just. And this I could be completely off base here, but with the decision to go with Taysom Hill, I fully expect this team to run the ball if given the opportunity due to you know game script and, and possessions 45 50 times only exactly. way they only way they don't do that is if you get up on them so the offense is going to have to help this defense out because right now I am not confident in the run defense to hold up and that's even with Mike like Micah can't do everything he can right he can no, he can't but what I mean is he can literally play elite linebacker play. He can play elite defense and play. But at the end of the day, if we're relying on Micah to shut down their run defense or their run offense by himself for 60 minutes or whatever, 40 minutes, whatever, that's not possible, right? He's going to have tackles for losses. But this could be one of those games like Denver. Keystone, remember, Denver, Micah had some. We had tackles for losses, but they still ran all over us. Exactly, all because we still got a nose tackle problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have yeah. that for a while. <laughs> Most definitely. And I was saying to myself, this lets us even know even more that Jerry Jones is not a general manager. Why are you putting Zeke at full load when you know this man is not 100%? You turn around and you sign Corey Clement and you won't even utilize him for one game? I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's the life of a cowboy This falls under poor management. Yeah, yeah this oh. is, you, know, you got that right. Life of a Cowboys fan. This Life is ridiculous. Fan, One yeah. game, it's not going to kill you. I I, I truly don't. I'm messing up again. No, no, you're good. I just don't. I'm with you. I don't. I don't understand right. what what is the harm of resting one of your better players, right? Like like he's hurt, man. He's hurt. He needs to rest. But Jerry is not going to sit down people that he paid, and you know that he ain't going to sit down people that he paid. That's what I'm looking at too. Yeah, he don't want to look wrong in this situation. That that that's gone now, bro. Like like I I love Zeke, but I don't want to I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I, I love Zeke. I'm, I'm I'm not the running backs don't matter thing. I'm just why the hell do I need to pay a running back ninety million? I, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> but hey, whatever, man. Get, I, get your money, Zeke. I'm not arguing he shouldn't get paid. I'm just saying. This is why, and this was something I was going to talk about before. I've been talking about it in text messages, group chats, and, 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 and I'm not, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. This could be for another discussion for another day. But could we be seeing, could we be seeing the, the downward trend of Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not saying that he can't play anymore. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is Keystone and, and chat. Elite, elite level running back play in today's age usually lasts between three to five years. And it's not because these guys suck. It's not because Le'Veon sucks or, 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 
or Todd Gurley sucks, or whoever is elite run back at that point in time, Christian McCaffrey sucks, Saquon Barkley sucks. Like, it's not because these guys are terrible. It's because when you're a, a workhorse back that gets the most carries in a four-year span, the most touches, physics of football is, go- is just going to wear you down. The, and you, you have to be all-time special. Adrian Peterson, uh, Emmitt Smith. Curtis Martin, Jerome Bettis to last 10 years, right? 10, 15 years at that position. You, if you look at the last 10 years in the league, we talk about the running back, the number one running back shifting or number two, whatever, running back shifting constantly because the wear and tear is yeah. real. And I think what we're seeing now, last year we chalked it up to this and chalked it up to that. This is now two years running where Ezekiel Elliott has gotten worn down. Okay, so I I know this. I don't want to drag it on too much, but I'm just keeping it a bean, y'all. Ezekiel Elliott healthy is great. The problem is he plays a position and he's at a point now with touches career wise where that health is always going to be in question moving forward. And 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 I'm just saying. Yeah, and um, before I let you go, Sky, it's one player on the Saints that also want to mention that nobody talks about that I think that can be impactful. And his name is Taquan Smith. Just, just, just look out that yeah, Trey Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's sneaky and dangerous. If you're not on him, he could he could have a breakthrough game. I know people can sit there and say ain't nobody scared of their receivers, but just be on the lookout for him. That's all I'm going to say. You're right. You're right. That's the that's the one weapon I was talking about earlier. Trace, I forget. I thought it was Trey Smith, but Trey Quan Smith. Um, he he's a he's a strange player. He's like six three or something like that. Anybody fast. He got some dangerous guy. Yeah, he got some speed to him and some size. So yeah, he's one of those guys you got to watch out for. Diggs got to have to guard him as far as height wise. Diggs got to be on him because yeah. Lou or AB, he's going to take them to school. Yeah, I want Diggs on him as well. But but I, this is going to be a weird game because I can't see if, if to get Trey Smith loose is going to have to come from some wacky read option type of situation uh, with Taysom Hill, getting him to roll out and then just throwing it up type thing because it ain't going to be no timing yeah. route. <laughs> you said that you scared of Taysom Hill, the running back, and I am too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't trust our run defense if Micah's not on the field or if he's not at linebacker. Exactly. I'm gonna let the next caller get their time in. Thanks for right. your time, Scott. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you as always, man. Be easy, Key Snow. All right. No doubt. Let me hop in this chat because I y'all probably beat my. I know, I know, Zeke, you can't talk bad on guys like Zeke. It's just something that I have been pondering over the last couple of weeks. And I'm usually the guy that kind of tries to dig and think a little bit um, different at the time. And I don't even think this is thinking outside the box. It's just, it's just facts. You know, you go look at some of the top running backs, they go through stretches. Three to five years, at five years, pretty much max. Anything past five years, you're talking Hall of Fame, right? You're talking... Uh, Hall of Fame trajectory. So if you can make it past five and you get to like seven to ten years of elite level play, you're you're at a Hall of Fame level. It looked like Zeke was going to be trending there until last year. Got banged up. I chalked it off to man, you know, just got banged up, man. They had COVID, whatever. This year, start off great. And I think he'll start off great during the seasons because he'll come in healthy, you know, working out, all that good stuff. But usually one of two things 
attributes to running backs lasting that long, decade, a decade plus at that level of play. Genetically, you're a freak. Zeke's not a genetic freak. As much as we love Zeke, Zeke is more Frank Gore than genetically a freak. So you got to be A, a genetic freak, or B, one of these guys that shakes off the injury issues, banged up, need all these things, and, and just constantly churns out a thousand yards and ten touchdowns or seven, eight, nine, ten touchdowns. And maybe that will be Zeke. Maybe Zeke will bounce back from all this and he'll be that. But I'm just trying to plant that seed in your head right now because if we get to next year, because this is already a fact this year that the injuries have hampered him. If we get to next year, we get to week six, week seven, and we're talking about I'm you know, playing with a banged up hip or my knee is sore and, and he's not the same. It, it, it's not surprising. He plays a position that that happens. That happens. I ain't mad at him. It, that happens. Why you think he went for that bag? Huh? Why you think he went for the bag? He's not stupid. That's all I'm saying. Dave said, Young Jedi, is he hurt or is he injured? Both. Both of them. Right? He's hurt, but he's also playing injured. And, And I don't like that, right? Like, it's hampering the team. Seven oh two. What it is, what it do? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Hello. Yep, I got you. I'm all right, man. First time calling, man. I love the show. Uh, Thank you. I man. just had a few things, man. You know, when it comes to Zeke, man. You know, just to kind of piggyback off of sure. you know the conversation you had going. I don't think Zeke is that bad as far as a player. Oh, not at all. I just think the Cowboys got the wrong. I just got. I think the Cowboys got the wrong scheme. They seem to have too much volume in their running game. See, when DeMar- at this stage right now, who do you think is a better running back? If a fully healthy Zeke or a 2014 DeMarco Murray? Boy, you, listen, listen, don't do that to me. What's your name, brother? Brandon. From Brandon, Vegas, Tommy. don't do that to me, Brandon. Don't make me choose like that. See, I'm going to tell you, and I'm from Vegas. I know DeMarco <laughs> Murray. But my thing is, who do you think is he? The thing, the thing is, to me, I think the Cowboys are just running the wrong scheme. If they ran that same zone stretch scheme that they did with DeMarco Murray, I think yeah. Zeke easily a half fourteen hundred yards. You're right. I, I think Zeke volume. In, Zeke, Zeke healthy is game. is better talent wise than than DeMarco Murray. Uh, but but the problem is, Brandon, Bill Callahan ain't here no more. But you know what? They still ran that scheme even after uh, uh, Nick used to call him eating and running game Moses left. Yeah, they tried. You know what I'm saying? They tr- and it failed. Remember, they, they fired still, the bull. They fired, uh, what's the catch-up yeah. man? I forget the dude's name. He was a he, he, They had, um, what was the, what the was tackle that Parcells re-, re uh No, re- so Colombo re- took over for the catch-up man. They, they hired the dude from Cincinnati to replace Bill Callahan, if I'm not mistaken, at some point. And, um... He was terrible the first, like, half of the yeah. year, and then they fired him and put Colombo in his place. Right. Yeah. And, but you know what, man? To me, that's the scheme that they need to be running for Zeke. You know what I'm saying? Because as a, I play defensive tackle, and that zone scheme, man, when, when they reach block you, when they get you, you're done. Because all you got to do really is get in the way. Get in the way. You, as a running back, you only have two ways to go. You either want to stretch it 
and stretch it to the outside and you're going to cut up or you're going to cut it back. It's just about when you cut it back. Are you cutting it back to go backside completely or are you cutting it up to go up the field? And it limits the thinking. You're literally just reading and reacting. All this trapping and dive and the power play, they need to forget all that. That's old school, bro. Not helping them. That, but you know what? If you look at the, if you look at, if you look at the teams that got the successful running games mm-hmm. right now, they're running in schemes. The Bengals with um, oh boy over there. Then you have the Shanahan, the, the Niners. The, yeah, the Niners. Vikings. They're running the same zone. Vikings, same zone scheme. I don't think these running backs are necessarily greater than Zeke. They're just in a scheme that takes away that that. That's limited in volume, and it helps the running back. Let's say this. Let's say this, Brandon. It also running backs. Running backs are at the mercy of their offensive line. That's just that's just is what it is, right? So if your offensive line can't block it up enough, or your your play caller can't scheme it up enough, they're not going to look great. That's just that's just is what it is. I absolutely love that scheme, that reach block scheme, the zone blocking scheme, the Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. Exactly. Thought pro- I love it, man. And that's why when, if you go back and watch the Vikings tape or the Vikings um, prep that we were talking about, I was nervous. I'm like, I want, I need Mike at linebacker right. because that running game will tee off on this with this scheme. And Mike thwarted that. What do you think they're going to do Thursday? Oh, bro, they're they going to If you know anything, 45 if times. you know anything about Sean, Sean Payton, you know, I'll never forget this game. I don't know if you remember, but I think it was his first game against may have been Bill Parcells, and he attacked the weakness of our defense. Oh, it was the first time game. the Saints played, and he and he whooped us that game. You know what he did? The running backs, had we were having trouble for like four games defending passes out the backfield and in the flats. He came out, and the running backs had like 15 catches for over 100 yards, and they killed us out of the flats. So whatever the weakness is on our defense, which to me is is being stingy running the football, that's where he's going to that's where he's going to attack. Yeah. The less throws that Taysom Hill has, that means we probably lost about two touchdowns. Yep. The more and more he gets over that twenty five, if that's where it goes, then we're probably going to win this game. And I just want to say one more thing. I know you got to go. Oh, excellent. Man, when it comes to uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Tony Pollard, to me, it says a lot about Tony Pollard. If you're a Cowboy fan and you're hollering for Tony Pollard and they still won't start this man, everybody's talking about this guy needs to be resigned. What do I want to resign this guy for if they're not, if they don't even trust him enough to give him two games to let Zeke rest? It either says a lot about the coaching staff or it says a lot a lot about about Tony Pollard. I don't want to resign Tony Pollard if you don't trust this man for two games. You already told me you made your decision. Hmm. That's another way to look at it. Do I think they should? Absolutely. Because he's he's, he's better with Zeke being hurt. He can't be that bad in pass protection to where you won't give this man two games. He's not. You, you're throwing he, he, money off the window. He's not that if bad. If you're telling me you're going to give him a, a $30 million deal or a $25 million deal, no. but you won't trust this man for two games, no, 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 you no, don't no. resign him. Uh, yeah, we got to slow down there, Brandon. I, so so, so Tony Pollard's not a free agent until 2023. So we're not even – we just don't even no need to discuss resigning. Damn. Yeah, he got he has this rest of this year and next year. So there's no really need to be to talk about resigning him I at this point. I thought he was a free agent 
at the end of this year. My bad. No, no, you good. Your deal was up. Nah, you good. He 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 he's only in his third year, so he has another year, and we're good with TP. Um, I I think, but but you make a, you make an interesting point that why not? Why won't they start him? Um, I think that's it's two things, twofold. I think there's a little bit of politics, a little bit of politics with Ezekiel Elliott. Number one, number two, it's probably Ezekiel Elliott too saying. I'm good coach. Like I can play, right? So if Zeke is saying I can play and he's your guy, the odds of them treating him like a Connor Williams is very slim to none. So I just think it's one of those things where I'm not saying Zeke is Jason Witten, but it's that situation, right? Where Jason Witten, when he's here, you can forget about that backup tight end really becoming the feature. If Zeke is here, you can forget about any of the backup running backs being a feature. So I don't know that it's a detriment to TP because we've seen TP be successful, right? Um, I still am of the belief, Brandon, that Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard together are better than one of them uh, individually. And that's even Zeke. I think Zeke by himself is not better than Zeke and TP together. Uh, but that's a very interesting observation, Brandon. Great call, man. I appreciate it. Man, one more question then you can answer off the air. Do you think that they should put Lyle Collins at guard? and let Terrence Steele rock out at right tackle, not because I believe he's a right tackle. He's a better right tackle, but because we're so bad and we need the power inside at guard for Lyle Collins, and I'll listen off the air, man. Gotcha, man. Appreciate you. Do I think they need to put him there? I don't know that he – McGovern hasn't been – I don't don't know, man. At this point, bro, my, my hands is in the air. I don't know. Figure out a five, and let's see what happens. All right? If it's Lyell at left guard, give it some games. Let's see. If it's Connor McGovern at left guard, give it some games, and let's see. But you said to find power. I would hope Lyell Collins is more powerful moving forward than any of those guys. I think that. I believe that. Um, Terrence still earned the right. I, I think Terrence still and Lyle Collins, there's two right tackles. I keep saying it. Two starting right tackles. Pick one, and then figure out what you're going to do with the other. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now, Terrence Steele's out, so you got to put Lyle Collins at right tackle. When he comes back, which hopefully is next week, you'll have three games now with, with tape with Connor McGovern. I think that's good enough to decide. It's good enough to decide after this week to say, okay, I got three games with Connor McGovern. I know what I have in Connor Williams. If they don't like what they have in Connor McGovern there, we talked about this before, there's options. The next option is Lyle Collins. You got to slide him in there and see what he can do and, and, and then go from there. If, if you can't get a run game going after three lineup changes, this is now beyond personnel, in my opinion. Because, again, I don't know what the Niners run. I don't know who they're playing. I don't know if they have a ton of pro bowlers up there. Or not. I don't know. I'm not a Niners fan. But I do know their scheme works. Right? I know for a fact, I know for a fact that the, the Vikings don't have a bunch of pro bowlers up there, but that scheme works. So at some point, Kellen Moore going to figure it out. But if McGovern ain't the guy, the next step is LC. That's the next step. If Terrence Steele was going to be starting at right tackle, the next step is, L- and this might be LC's last shot. To, to keep right tackle. Let's keep it a beam. This might be his last shot. Um, and even 
Even if he plays well, there's no guarantee he's going to you know, keep that right tackle spot. Let me hear from my guy, 100 grand. I ain't heard from 100 grand in a minute, bro. What's up, man? Yeah, it's been a while, man. Um, I, I, I got in when y'all was talking about Zeke, right? So, and you're talking about how Zeke is kind of washed. No, 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 no. Don't, you know, use, don't, don't do washed. Washed is too hard. Zeke is getting worn right, down. Right. You're talking about how he needs to sit down and how he ain't performing. Tell me another running back that block like Zeke. It's not just running the football. You see what I'm saying? Like, no. they can get a, tell me another running back who can block and get their quarterback time. Tell me how. Tell me who. So we're keeping. So if Zeke Elliott is hampered by injury, right? If right. he's a liability in a ground game, we're going to keep playing him just because he can block. So, so if that's the case, only put him in on third downs to block. Then treat him like Jonathan Ogden since everyone thinks he's Jonathan Ogden as a blocker, right? Like, my point isn't that he's washed. It's that he's injured and he's playing injured, and it's a detriment to him, and it's a detriment to the offense. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and sure, he's a really good, and there's no doubt about it, he's a really good blocker as a, as a running back, but is he a good enough blocker to where you just ignore what running backs do, which is run the ball? At this point, I, I have to say no. I would take my chances letting him rest so he's healthy, at the, the tail end of the season, as opposed to playing him and he's going to get 12 carries and then he's going to you know get seven, eight, nine, ten opportunities to block. If he's getting me 12 carries at 2.5 yards per carry, 100 grand, that's a waste of a down. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, I, I think, you know, Tony, should, Tony Collins should go up in there, 12 personnel, you know, and just go. That's what I think. So Z can rest. Yeah. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? But all this, you know, cut Zeke or Zeke ain't worth his money because he ain't block because he ain't running well. I mean, it's other it's other parts of a running back besides running. Like he gets he, he, may, sure. he may not be the same runner, but he does other things. How many times have he saved back Bacon from getting killed because he can block? I, there's you no know, there's I, I no denying that at all. It's just a matter, again, I said this to Jesse, it's a matter of weighing your options. Do you, do you, do you risk not resting Zeke just because he can block? You know what I mean? Or do you rest him? I, I so want to rest, yeah. rest him. I, yeah. I believe he's, you're going to see a different Amari Cooper come Thursday because of these two weeks of rest. I Watch and see. Oh, I'm telling yes. you right That's a, I'm mad I didn't bring that up. Great point, <laughs> great point. You're going to see a totally a different tomorrow. We're going to call them boys up on Thursday. I don't know if you're talking about Thursday game yet. But tomorrow. We're going to call Okay, okay. But you're going to see a totally different man. You know what I'm saying? And, and see, I believe it'll be the same for Zeke. And, that, and but, see, that's what I mean. That's a that's a great point. Amari Cooper had, had to rest these last two weeks. Is going to help Amari Cooper long term. It's feel, like two, it's like, like two bye weeks. Yeah. Like two bye weeks. Watch and see. You know, and I believe it'll be the same for Zeke, for same for Zeke if we do if we do it for Zeke. But I don't know if they're confident in his blocking like that. 
I mean, probably not as confident. Yeah, not. They're not as confident. He's an okay. He's an okay blocker. But with our line the way it is, see, if our line was stronger, then they probably would say, "All right, CP, go ahead and do your thing." But since our line isn't like that, it's kind of like, do you want to risk back getting hurt? The line has a lot to do with this too. Mm, You don't think so? That's. I mean, yeah, yeah. The line has a lot to do with it. I just, I just can't. Get my, I can't come over to that darkness side of, of, of allowing Zeke to play just because he can block. And that's not knocking Zeke. If you go back and watch some of my drive of the games, I say in them, this is what, make, this is what makes Zeke one of the most complete backs of his since he's been drafted, is the fact that he can catch it out the backfield, he can block, and he can run. Um, but that's a healthy Zeke. Zeke is not healthy. And, and I've watched Zeke in the last two weeks play patty cake on a block. And it did get that. You talk about getting Dak killed, bro. Dak Prescott got a sack fumble, and I'm not saying it was it was Zeke's fault, but his responsibility is to chip the defensive end. He patty caked him on the shoulder pad and went out for a block when the defensive end came free, and Dak got killed yeah. and fumbled the ball against yeah. the Chiefs. Right. So while Zeke yeah. is a complete back, he's not a tackle where he's. You know, he's catching these no. guys with ease, right? I've seen Zeke get planted. I've seen Zeke miss blocks. It happens. He's a running back. Um, so I'd rather him be healthy is all I'm saying. I'd rather I'd rather take the risk of Tony Pollard and Corey Clement, who, by the way, 100 grand, um, was a third down back who was asked to come in on third downs and pick up blitzes and go out for passes with the Eagles. So I got to I, I got to I got to err on the side of caution with Zeke right now, because if, if we keep rolling, rolling him out there with that knee, I, I need Zeke I to be. He's not going to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I need Zeke to be nah. the elite runner. I, I'll take this. I'll swap this right now with Zeke. If Zeke can get back to being an elite running back, like he was at the beginning of the year and the line too, and then he mm-hmm. and, and, and let's say he's an elite running back, but he's an okay blocker, I will live with it. I'll live with right. it. Right. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Man. All right, man. I appreciate you, Grant. No doubt, bro. Yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. If, if he's healthy, there's no, I mean, there's no, <laughs> am I debating this if he's healthy? He ain't healthy. He ain't healthy. And, and we, as solid of a blocker as he is, do you want, do you want to risk your running back's health because he can block? But he's he's been a poor runner. He's gonna he's gonna perform badly in the ground game. He's not gonna give you anything in the passing game. Or would you say, all right, listen, we gonna get some we're gonna get some plays out of this running back, and his blocking is just gonna be okay. For a game or two, I'm willing to go with this, so that the other guy can get can get right. That's where I'm at with it, man. That's where I'm at with it, and that's not a knock on Zeke. He just hurt. I got 832 and then Tony from Tampa to send us out, man. What's up, 832? Hey, how's it going? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed back during the era with Emmett and the rest of those guys, they, most of the time they had Daryl Johnston lined up in front of him. Yeah, not all the time, but they had him lined up in front of him to help give him some some blocking, although we know we had that that wall, the great Dallas wall. Uh, and sometimes would, wouldn't be touched until he's 
four or five yards into the secondary. Yeah. I think Zeke yeah. Zeke needs that same type of blocking every once in a while. Just take that pressure off of him because him sitting back there by himself, Zeke is always looking for the cutback when they do that zone scheme blocking that they have. And a lot of the teams are, are keying in on that. My thing is, get a Nick Ralston or somebody to, to put in front of him sometimes, and let's let's go for it. You know, give, take some of that pressure off of him. Um, yeah, they were doing. I, it. I think that. Uh, well, they're not doing it enough. Yeah, they, and, and, but they weren't they, doing it with Nick Ralston. Remember, they were doing it with Connor McGovern. Uh, they would bring him in. Yeah, and but, I loved but, it. but we're talking about. Yeah, I understand, but I think we talked about agility there. You're talking about Connor McGovern versus a guy who's used to doing that type of running and maybe blocking at the same time. Mm. Um, and, as, and as far as uh, uh, I can see, uh, and I'm just saying I, I, I love the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboy fan since the Bob Hayes era, and that's way before you and, and others. But way before I'm going to say this. Yeah. I think, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, um, I think that there should be uh, uh, some consensus with the coaches to try and get that type of thing in their form. And, and, and as far as this, this musical chairs with the offensive line, no, I think they should stick Conor McGovern back in there. Now, maybe the referees are starting to pick him, pick on this guy because he may have been. You are know, you talking about called, Connor Williams? Connor Williams, excuse me, Connor Williams, okay. yeah, because he he, he was taught, holding a couple times, and now they're keying in on it. They're coming out there and they're looking for it, and, and I think that something needs to be done about that. I'm not saying Connor Williams is holding all the time because I've I've looked at some of those, and I'm no one, but I'm just saying I looked at some of those those uh, uh, replays, and uh, they they just throwing the flag on this guy just to be throwing it on, and 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 if, if it looks close, they're gonna throw it on. Yeah, yeah, so, Connor was clearly targeted, uh, but that's you know we talked about that for a number of weeks. That that's that's what's going to happen when you get the penalties. They're going to target right. you, and you got the star on your helmet, bro. Right. And yeah, and and another thing, uh, and at Kansas City game, if you looked at the left side from the center to the left side of that line, we had all together probably six years of experience between all three of those guys, and this guy Chris Jones ate their lunch. Now, he got it on, on Zach, too. But we're talking about six years of experience, and we're talking about a free agent and two guys who were picked third and left fourth round. I'm thinking, you know, who would make a decision like that? Yeah, Chris who Jones. Who would make a decision like that an and, get, and get Zach? Yeah, and, and get get uh, uh, that killed back there. No. Yeah, I, I think they should have just went on. Yeah. Yeah, that was a questionable. De- so when I when, and, and I was okay with the decision when I thought that Ty- Terrence Smith, Terrence Smith, Tyron Smith was playing. When I found out Tyron Smith wasn't playing, I got nervous real fast. I got nervous real fast. Uh, oh, head, the, 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 well, OG, there's an old way we have where they put Terrence Steele and and Connor McGovern next to each other for the first time, for the first time ever, on the left right. side on the road. Against Frank Clark, right. against Ingram, Chris Jones, and Kansas City, I got nervous real fast, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's gonna make a lot of people kind of squirmy. You know, you're looking at that, and you're like, man, he's going up against Pro Bowlers, and these guys, no, something that's that's not 
it's not good. It's no, not no. good. Uh, but anyway, I, I know you have other callers. Yeah, um, I got some breaking on, news on too. Listen, but I want to. Okay, and and I just want to ask you, what's the status on Randy Gregory as far as Sound, It sounds like next week against the Washington Washingtons, uh, we could possibly get Randy Gregory back. Okay. All right. Well, well appreciate it, Mr. Steele. I appreciate you taking my call and, no uh, and keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you calling in, man. Man, this, this has been, been a really great show, really great calls, really great uh, comment section here. Um, I did not expect to go this long, but y'all, and this happens a lot. When y'all are, are just awesome like this, y'all know me, man. We I talk ball literally all day. Definitely Cowboys ball all day. So I appreciate you guys a lot, man. I'm going to get to Tony from Tampa here in a second, but I found, I found my news. Pretty hyped that I found my news little drop there. Uh Ah, breaking news here. Um, Nation Wright, Cowboys rookie cornerback, is the player that we kind of teased earlier that has COVID. So uh, he's got the vid. He'll be out this week. I, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I'm expecting the worst with 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 who contracts it on the team. Not not expecting the worst with what happen with with what happens uh, in in their personal life. I hope that, you know, most of these players are fine, so I hope they continue to be fine, but I'm really hoping that these coaches who are older and that it affects the most um, are okay. You know, Joe Philbin, I think about you. You know, Dan Quinn, when he got it, um, Coach Mike McCarthy, who just said right now, uh, as I'm reading, he's not feeling his best. So uh, hopefully he's okay. But I'm at the point now, I don't know what is going on in in the star. Jerry Jones needs to make a decision right jerry jones needs to 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 put his foot down uh with the team last year they stayed at the omni i'm not sure what the what the move is man guys i'm not i'm not a man with the cdc i'm not i don't run a franchise i just think something needs to happen right something needs to happen it's already affected you at 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 major positions me and jesse talk about this a lot it's, it's getting closer and closer and closer to the one person that if it hits that person at the wrong time, there's no shot at, at your ultimate goal for the most part. So they have to figure this out. It's frustrating. Uh, I hope everything is okay, but, but special case said, what is going on? I don't know, man. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's all I got. Uh, 757, which is my guy, Tony from Tampa, man. Send us out, good brother. Man, what's up? What's up, man? What's up, brother? Hey, nothing, man. Short sleeves with a palm tree, baby, you know? <laughs> Shout out to the first cowboy fan ever over here, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> he, uh... said, he said the first one ever. <laughs> No, that's my guy, man. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna piggyback off what y'all said, man. I'm gonna be short and sweet. I'm gonna piggyback off what you uh, just said with the caller before uh, about the offensive line, man. You can't do nothing without that offensive line, man. We've been playing musical chairs all year with that offensive line, and and when Zeke was at his best, you remember Lyle Collins went out, and we had a stable. Uh, they was kind of stable for a while, like they were. 
we had the same uh, rotation in there. We had the same line in there for a couple games, and he was and, and Zeke was doing his thing. He was eating. You know, when you moving them offensive line, man, you can't do nothing without that line, man. I agree. You can't do nothing without that. You know, they getting penetration. You know, uh, you can't do nothing, man. Zeke can't. What can he do? You know, if he get a running start, get through the hole, get to that second level, he, you know, he dangerous. But he can't get to the second level if they get in penetration. You know what I mean? Tony Pollard can't get to the second level. Uh, I agree. I agree. It, it, no matter how good you are as a running back, your, your offensive line really dictates how you perform. If they're bad, you can be okay. If they're good, you can be great. But um, you can't overcome your offensive line week in, week out, unless you're Barry Sanders. Yeah, man. <laughs> we ain't working with Barry Sanders, right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're Barry. You know, even Emmitt Smith had a line, you know? Yeah. Emmitt Smith had a good line. So, I mean, everybody throwing criticism on Zeke. You know, he ain't the same old Zeke, man. Maybe it's, it ain't the same old offensive line. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, you know, they're not dominating like they used to. Not at you know? all. And that's where coaching needs to help them out, man. Coaching needs to, you know, it's their responsibility to 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 compensate for what the team is lacking. Uh, and, and over the last four and yeah. a half or four and a half or five games, they haven't been able to do it. Probably five or six games. Yeah, man. They need to get it together, man. They need that. You know, they got to come together as a unit again. You know, and if we can stop playing musical chairs, man, you know, it'll 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 settle everything down. You know. So, you know, I just wanted to piggyback off that, man, because I believe you hit it right on the head when you were saying, uh, you know, you and the other caller was talking about the offensive line. I'm like, you know, you can't do nothing without that offensive line, man. Mm -mm. You can't do nothing. Everybody talking about Zeke. You know, Zeke, I ain't going to lie, he he lost about two steps. He lost about two steps. He, You know, he R. Kelly back on, you know, two-step on back a little bit. (laughs) On my drink, get my two-step. You know. I just R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, you know, he went back a little bit, but, you know, I feel like he still can do some. Uh, they should rest him. You know what I mean? Anthony Brown, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say this, and I'm going to get up off because I know you're ready to get up out, you know, do your thing. But uh, Anthony Brown, everybody talking about Anthony Brown, man. Look, he's going to learn from that right there. Because even in the post game, he was like, yeah, you know, I ain't get my head around like I was supposed to. He's going he gonna to learn from that. But I believe Jordan Lewis, man, is, is the one that people need to be targeting, man, because I feel like, man, you know, his play, like, you know, he ain't – some people got it and they don't, man. You know, I believe he should he should be – if a boss man don't replace anybody, it should be him. I think that's what, you know what I said mean? yesterday, in the, in the bro. I, I said if, if, if you want to, you know, put boss man in there, then slide A.B. over to, to, to the slot. You know, I think he's been better than Jordan Lewis. I'm, you know, I'm, I, is he better than Jordan Lewis over his career? I don't know. A lot of people think that Jordan Lewis is better, but they really haven't been much of a damn difference, nah, in my opinion. Nah, nah, but, um, you know, I, I think I think this year A.B. has played better. And if you're going to say, you know, because he wasn't good in one game, which a lot of these penalties, you know, whatever, then you want to bench him. I mean, that's that's an overreaction. Because he's been good. Yeah. What's 11 games? He's been good for, what, nine of them? Ten of them? Nine, nine, nine of the 11 games? Yeah, so, he, yeah, he, yeah he's been good. You know, but, but, yeah, but, but, hey, man. I was on him the first week, though. Same here. I was on him the first week. Same here. But, you know, he was doing his thing, man. So, I mean, I think everybody just need, you know, we getting back to what we used to, the <laughs> NFC, for the rest of the way out. So, I mean, you know, we still in the league. 
We good, man. We good. Yeah, we good. But, but all, that's to, all I got for you, man. I appreciate you, Tony from Tampa. <laughs> About to drop this right, man. This nugget on y'all. So Maya, Maya must she, she where's your source, Maya? I, I'm gonna need you to come back and give me that dang on source. Um so Dave Hellman. Amari Cooper is in the building again today, but Mike McCarthy says he's still not feeling his best. McCarthy says his practice availability today is to be decided. Remember, I talked about that his availability. His gut feeling is that if Amari can't practice Wednesday before the team leaves for New Orleans, he won't be available. So instead of today being that day, tomorrow is going to be the day for Amari Cooper. Uh, I don't think Amari Cooper necessarily needs three, four days of practice because he's a veteran. He's played, but but it's sounding like he's still recovering. Like he, he didn't just catch contact with the COVID. Uh, close contact. He has it apparently, and he has the symptoms. A lot of these players have not, but he has the symptoms, so he's not feeling well. So uh, Amari Cooper is still up in the air. If Amari Cooper is out, I still think there's enough weapons, right? Uh, but Amari Cooper definitely. I said I say this a lot. He is the straw that stirs the passing game's offense. What makes him elite is not when he has the ball. It's when he doesn't. I say that all the time. Uh, so it's just going to make things even more difficult for the Cowboys. But, you know, I just wanted to share that information with you because I saw it come across my uh, timeline here. Ah, man, this is rough. Primetime Phil. Let's find you on here. See you in here. Primetime Phil. Uh, you're on your th- three months for the membership. Appreciate you, Primetime. He says, even if they do get it together for this game, hard to judge where they are, uh, where they're at with who they're going against. Well, that's why I said Primetime, Phil, earlier in the show. The rest of this season, aside from the uh, Cardinals game, you're not going to find anything out about this team for the for the playoffs. The playoffs are going to be the real testament of if the Cowboys are the same old Cowboys, as a lot of people like to say, the same old Cowboys. Uh, we'll see if they, you know, once the playoffs arrive, because that's when they become, if you believe they are the same old Cowboys, the same old Cowboys. So we're not going to really know too much about this team from here on out in regards to, oh, they're a Super Bowl contender. They play one Super Bowl contender. Um, he says, if they drop this one, it's room for concern. Oh, press the damn panic button. I told you I don't got a panic button, but I got that. Then the NFC East tourney starts. Yeah, if they lose this game and Washington wins, now you're talking about having to battle for the division. Must win game. Period. Yeah, I don't give a damn if Mark Cooper's out. It sucks. I mean, I'm, you see my reaction here. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little uh, pissed off. I'm a little concerned not having Cooper. And concerned for Cooper. He's feeling, you know, he's having effects from, from, the, from the vid. So... Hope he's okay. But no excuses, man. Pull it through. They're rolling out a running back at quarterback, bro. Tim Tebow rolling out there. It ain't even Tim Tebow. So, eh, I really don't I, I don't want to hear it, man. Get it done. Get it done. Seriously. Uh, Fresh said, honestly, Amari not being vaxxed may cost this team a Super Bowl. Michael Irvin talked about this. I understand that it's Cooper's right, but this is a team game. Yeah, Mike said, Mike came at somebody on Twitter. It was pretty dope. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I don't care about left wing. 
I don't care about a, a right wing. I care about a Super Bowl ring. I said, Mike, man, can you just, like, I don't need him to coach us, but just, just lead us out to the huddle all the time. I'll be cool with that. I'll be cool with that. But, hey, listen, man, I, I appreciate you guys sticking with me for another two-hour show. I did not expect to go two hours today, and you guys rocked out. The calls were excellent. The chat was excellent. Excellent. I appreciate the donations. Um, I appreciate the likes, right, the comments in the chat. And for those who just hopped on and may have subscribed, thank you for that. If you haven't, hey, man, hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, talking X's and O's, Saints matchup, Cowboys Saints with Okoye Media. So make sure y'all tune in for that. There will be no phone lines open tomorrow. Y'all know how we do with that show. Uh, but we'll be breaking this game down fully. Hopefully we're not coming back in the morning with more news of, of players being out. And we'll know more about what the Saints are doing because we'll, we'll get their practice report today. So... It's uh didn't end on a great note in regards to the energy because we keep getting it's just like one one thing after another man and I love the I love energy I love to keep a good vibe going but you know when things like this continue to just hit the Cowboys one after another it, it's kind of hard to remain positive you know what I mean like I'm going to always remain positive right that's my mindset all the time no matter what's going on around me I try to remain positive and real but positive at the same time so you can get through it. As I always, I always say, no matter what you're going through, you're going to get through it. One way or another, you're going to get through it. So that's what Dallas Cowboys need to do, man. That's what they need to do. CJ says, stay positive, just not COVID positive. Yes, Jacob, if, you, if you've if you tuned in late, there is another player on the COVID list. It is Nashawn Wright. Cornerback Nashawn Wright is on the COVID list, so he will be out. I'm, I got this bad feeling tomorrow that we'll hear something else. But, And re, I think the reason why we're hearing these guys is because due to the outbreak, believe me, it is an outbreak in Dallas, they have to be tested daily now. That's the new protocol when these things happen and get with the team in the NFL. They have to be tested daily. So um, hopefully these guys are making the right decisions and and they're getting lucky at this point in avoid, avoiding it. But I will see you all tomorrow and press this button. I got to get going. I got some stuff to do. Definitely did not expect to be on this long, but y'all the truth, man. Y'all the truth. Fresh said, keep that away from Dak. <laughs> they better put Dak in a bubble, man. Seriously. Put Dak in a bubble. I ain't, let, I, I ain't letting him come out the Omni. Yes, Nation Wright in still. But hey, man, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Tune in. Tonight, by the way, Mauricio Rodriguez will be back. A to Z Sports primetime. Break it down. Any news that breaks. We out. Peace. As always, salute to Stevie Mac, the mod guy. Appreciate you, man.
I want me some glory hope.